hello, Mr. Lipke. Hey, Corey. Thank you for having me. It's actually awesome to be here. Oh, Very, it's I, awesome I, to I have feel, you here. I feel honored. As soon as Bruce said your name, I was like, if I don't know him, I need to. <laughs> well, if I'm you here. say it, I believe I'm it. I'm here to answer all your all your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to keep it LS-related. I mean, it was the first band I ever saw. It was the one that got me into everything. His, what, his what, 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 sacrifice. what year, though? So it would have been like early thousand. Actually, I think it might have been in like 99 or 2000. It was right before Hammering Process. It was in between those two albums because I was at the Hammering Process release show. show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, that's always weird for me because it's like I've been, you know, I've known those guys since, you know, right when they formed. So it's like it, uh, there's always like these eras. There's these these eras of the band. You know, it's the the, the DJ era, the, you know, the mm. the reborn Truby brother era, then, you know, everything afterwards. And it's like it's it's always fun to hear people when, when people got into that band because I've right. been into them since the beginning. So it's always cool to hear, you know. Like with you, you know, getting into them, hammering process, you know, yeah. era, that's pretty. Was their nephew, we went to school together, and really? he was like, all that music you listen to is stupid. And I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, listen to this, and he hands me this stack of CDs. I still have it. Just like burned copies of stuff. It's Lutea Chris, you mm -hmm. know, and Living yeah, Sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, and I came back to school, and I was like, man, what the fuck is that? That's music? What like, were you it, listening to before? He, you know. <laughs> Corn, Limp yeah, Bizkit, yeah, every, yeah, everything that was, yeah. It was pre new metal. It's, they still called it aggro metal. Yeah. And a lot of people remember that it wasn't new metal first. Right, right. Then a bunch of bands wanted to sound like that, and they had to reclassify right. everything. But whatever. <laughs> I guess we won't get into that. I'm still sour about it. <laughs> but uh, and so I wasn't listening to like I don't think trash because I still love those bands. But right. it was definitely the yeah. upper. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that heavy music had a long line right. of things in the way and then he's like you got to come to this show go to the show and it's just like that was your first show the first underground show was right. a living sacrifice show and it was just like oh my yeah, god that was a good show to go to it was <laughs> it was like what must be like what doing heroin for the first time is like <laughs> because i've never left I went in there and I never came out. Right. I'm in the den still. That's awesome. And now I work there. It's like I'm <laughs> never awesome. leaving this That's place. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. And, you know, you just time flies by and you're like, wow. And then now we do this. That, and, and this is, and, you know, we're all still a part of that whole, you know, scene, I guess you'd call it. You know, that, that was the cool thing about knowing those guys is, you know, Come a, uh, uh, drawn to them, you get swept mm -hmm. in, and then you, you're 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 part of that circle, and then you kind of you know never leave or whatever. And then it's interesting for you too because you watched them get succeed, mm -hmm. so you knew them when they were just hey hey. I remember when they were just hey, DJ. A, a, a yeah, like I would consider them like a, a local garage band, yeah. you know, with just playing, you know, didn't really have any, um, uh, you know, they're just playing. You know, cover songs and stuff in, in, in Lance's parents, you know, garage. Right, you know, right. Stuff like that, you know. And I was friends with Chris Truby a lot, like, back in 86. So I knew Chris when Chris and wow. Jason were in a, a band called Archangel, you know. I was two. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, and I remember, you know, I can vivid, close my eyes and remember when Chris told me that, you know, Jason's leaving 
know, their band to go join this new band called Living Sacrifice. And I remember that whole time period. And I remember, you know, it's like, it's just weird how certain things in your mind mm-hmm. get embedded and that you just remember, you know, and, and still close your eyes and, and remember that whole, you know, conversation. So And it's weird because you're like, they're having some success. And now your life is going and you talk to them and it's like, for you, it's you. It's just another conversation. Mm-hmm. They're on. Oh, we're man. We're in Europe and blah blah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's great, yeah. man. I'm glad. I'm happy yeah. for you. Yeah. And then a kid like me, where I come in way late in their career, right. and I'm just like mystified by this band. Right. And then now it's 20 years after that. Right. And now I'm sitting at the seat. Yeah. Now I'm at the exactly. table, like having conversations normally. Exactly. Not going. Oh. Yeah. Dude, you fuck. Right, There's right. Some Bruce over there, like, and, and that's the thing. But the thing was, like, you know, I early on, even because I was like, you know, back then I was like a, a dork. I mean, still am, but painfully shy. Always yeah. felt out of place. And you know, like I said, Chris was my friend, and I knew his brother was in this band. And but I was still intimidated, like hell, hanging out with those guys, or even, you know, and and they and there's those guys are as cool. You know, then as they are they now, really are they, like they've, the they've never people. changed. It's not like they were, you know, jackasses back then and they just mellowed out. Or vice <laughs> right, versa. like they, age changed yeah, them. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They've, they've always been nice, humble, awesome dudes. And, you know, and and that's, you know, helped me get out of my shell and, and you know, and, and be comfortable around them and to where, you know, I can just call them up and text them, or you know, just stuff. Oh, that's like that. awesome! Yeah, so that's sick. They're really they're they're awesome dudes. Awesome dudes. They really are. If, even if they seem like as friends, they would be great friends to have. Yeah, me and DJ, like I said, we still, you know, once a month go have lunch at Vino's just to you know shoot the shit about the good old days. Yeah, you know, man. Like that, you know, because that was when I was pretty much really. Heavy into those guys is when DJ was in the band. You know the early, the early, early days, days, just because yeah. of my age. You know, I was you know once eighties, nineties. Yeah, and yeah. once you know, uh, and right around when you know Chris finally joined the band, which you know I felt like that would have been the time and period which I would have just been around them all the time because me and Chris were such good friends. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the time in which you know I graduated college, got a job, and started. You know, becoming an adult, and all of a sudden, yeah. I stopped going to as Boom. many. Sh- yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just—it's it's weird to like look back and think of that whole time Isn't period. It? It's like you know, it just—you know, what was I thinking? Or I don't know. It's just—it's weird. I'm just starting my back in the day phase, and it's like, man, it really is. You go and you go, and then you look backwards. You're like, holy Something moly! Happened, yeah. You yeah. say a date, and you're like, oh, that was O two, and you're like, but you can you can close your eyes and. Remember Transport it like immediately. Like yesterday, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like you were saying, you didn't get into them until 2000, Like 99, 2000, 99, somewhere yeah. in there. It was high school. Right. So yeah. then if you think, you know, it's like, let's just say 99. Then if you like think to yourself, okay, you got into them in 99, but they were only a band for 10 years. And, and that seems like, but I'm sure when you got, it seems like forever. But now when you think back to like that part now, it was like it was 20 years ago. So it's, Right, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even when he was talking. I didn't even realize that the breakup was that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, oh, it was like two. I was like, wait, oh shit, because you talking about like when they when sacrifice like disbanded in for the 2003, first yeah, for the something first like time? that, yeah, yeah. It's like that was way longer of a distance than I thought it was, right? Because in my mind, it was all fresh and new, so it was all happening super right. fast, yeah, and right. and it just kind of kept going. Right. Like I didn't really fall into 
what you'd say, like where you know all the things and you're like the ins and outs to right. probably like 10, right. 2010, 12, right. maybe yeah. even, right. where you feel comfortable having conversations with those people and right. you've worked with them enough. Cause I've, uh, where I know you started like videotaping, right? Mm-hmm. That's, see, I started with production. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I just want to get in the shows. I just yeah, want to be yeah, here. Yeah, I want to be here 24 7. That's how I was, yeah. I, it's like, like I always equate it like, I don't play an instrument. I'm not in a band, but I want to be a part of that scene. I want to, I want to, I want to be a part of it. I just don't want to pay and go see shows. I want to be around those people. I want to, right. I, I, you know, I'm not going to be as popular, as famous as those people, but I want to do something to, add to the the overall you know. and it takes all that yeah yeah, yeah. it really does yeah, yeah. i have so many people that help me do things i mean yeah. even just this podcast it's not just me and kurt like exactly there's exactly. a handful of people that do so much right. good things and it's like it's so nice it's so nice because it's like wow thank you I'm like oh my god it's so it makes life so easy right and right. back then i can't imagine the hell you must have gone through like editing video yeah and it was getting I, things i mean back in the beginning i mean i'm talking like 91 and when I would shoot them at Vino's it's like I, I mean I would just take two VCRs and, and record some really crude kind of editing stuff and, and I'd, I would do some weird like you know I'd take like um, kind of like you know like those uh, vinyl like letters and stuff I'd uh-huh. put them on a piece of poster board and I'd put like okay here's an L I'd take my camera shoot it for a second put the I shoot it for a second put the V you know until so, so it would like animate on it uh-huh. was just real really cheesy looking. wow just silly stuff like now that now you can shoot it in 4k 30 frames a second I now and AI like, will edit it for you in 9 seconds yeah. <laughs> Siri do this I know but back then it was you know and the th- the funny thing was is you know I would do it and I would you know make a copy of it and I'd give it to Chris to give to his brother so he can give it to the rest of the guys and then I'd be like did you give it to him did they, did yeah. they watch it yeah. did they like it <laughs> then when I would meet up with Lance he'd be like and that was awesome. That was awesome. And in my head, I'm like, you know, but looking back, it was just horrible. I mean, it's just it's just weird how how horrible it was for the time. Though. For the time period, it was awesome. But that punk flyer look, I imagine, like I imagine, like the letters are kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was it was it wasn't as cool as punk, but it just it yeah, I just I don't know. But having all those memories to look back on, see, that's where I fall short. I'm not good at documenting stuff. Yeah, well, and the the cool thing was is like I said. Being friends with you know all those guys and and even like you know someone like DJ I don't know how you know DJ right I've never met him but I do know who oh, he is super sweet dude super awesome dude you know the one thing I say about DJ he's the kind of guy that he'll meet you for the first time if you meet him for the first time he automatically makes you feel like you've been best friends all he's your life he's one of those guys he's one of those wow. dudes and he and he's the other he'll also like you can talk to him. And he'll remember the conversation you had with him. That's an enigma. And then nine, min, nine months later, you see him again, and he'll ask you, you know, and like he'll it'll blow. To you're me, it blows working, my mind. You're still working like, on that project, like yeah. Or like, oh, I heard your mom. How's your mom doing? I heard she. Oh, it's like, I, you know, I don't. It was weird that you remember that. You know, that kind of yeah, stuff. People like that make me feel like I'm the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> like, dude, I don't even remember most people's <laughs> names, and he's like, that. There's a handful of people I've met doing production work. And you do a show, and then it's two. It's an album cycle. It's two, right. three yeah, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see them again. They're like, "Oh, dude, yeah. Hey, how's the band or whatever?" And you're like, right. "How do you remember yeah, that?" Because yeah. that's just I'm one person you met on one tour right. one right. day right. for two hours. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about DJ is like that's anytime him and I get together. Like I said, if we have lunch and stuff, we'll sit there for like two, three hours, just like we're doing right. here. 
just I just sit there and I he just we just talk back and forth about like I said the good old days and I, I'll just have question after question about stuff that you know oh you remember that tour you know it's like mm-hmm. he just he'll just tell me stories and it's just it's you know it it's just cool oh yeah oh, I, well. I feel like a you know a, you know, a fanboy but but I don't know it's just weird it's I get it. I 100% get it. You get I, it. Yeah, I do this with my friends all the time. Right. And I feel like, wow, dude, it's cool. Right. It's cool to be into your friends' stuff, though. I think a long time ago, it was like weird or something. It's like, no, I support all my friends. Right. And I want everyone to do better. Because I'm like a nostalgic. I love, you know, I love look, thinking about the past. I love, you know, think, you know, I remember that time period. I remember how... You know, you're that young. You really have no responsibility. You're not you know, paying attention to nothing. You're not paying attention just, to anything. You God. take everything for granted. You're living at your parents' house, eating their food. You know, you should have been investing in Apple stock. Exactly. <laughs> you got a shitty job. Yeah. You know, you look forward to seeing that show on that weekend. Uh-huh. You know, but but it goes by like like that. It's scary how fast it went by. Mm-hmm. I turned forty in two a month and a half, mm-hmm. and I can't believe it. I already look backwards and I go, dude, what the fuck? I mean, (laughs) all of my memories are, it wasn't, I'm still making memories, but, and I'm sure 20 years from now, I'll be like, man, when I was 40, well, I was watching a guy get skewers punched into his face. (laughs) That's what we did last night. Really? (laughs) Yes. We're at. Vino's. Really? Oh, Oh, they're doing wrestling now. I was, I was at Vino's yesterday. And I kept seeing people like walk in, I guess, prior to that. Uh I thought it was like a, like they were doing wrestling or something like that. That's what they're doing. And it is. (laughs) wild <laughs> it's not like anything you could imagine really the the, the, the death matches are incredible it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 i'm just there like we were two matches in i had to massage my cheeks because i was smiling so much <laughs> so this makes me so happy kurt's in my ear like stop screaming and i was like okay just this match and the death match literally the next match fucking bite him so 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 where is the uh because vino's is so small like where where, where? it's in the middle of it's as insane as you think it is i promise is there any way to get like cast on the sides there's vino's is 21 feet wide that hallway the ring is 18 feet <laughs> so when you go by and people are down that wall yeah so you have to walk on there's an edge on the ring because it's uh-huh. a floor ring yeah and you have to walk on the ring to get by all the people and last night i'm pretty sure was the most it was packed to the gills right, right. shoulder to That's shoulder awesome. people flying through the air climbing <laughs> on the rafters dropping down from the ceiling they have that there all the time don't they i mean it's I feel like uh, every three months every three yeah. And is it local or is it no? It's, uh, well, I mean, yes and no. So it's local guys who started it, but they have had wrestlers from Chicago. I think some one guy was from Florida. So they bring in people. Really? Yeah. So it's it's based out of Arkansas. It's based out of Arkansas. Yeah. It started, like this Vino's wrestling thing, I think they're calling it TAC wrestling mm-hmm. now, because they did it on a whim, just for funsies. Right. Let's try it out. And it was so ridiculous I, de- I will definitely have to go take the grandkids to see that because yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's it's, like way too crazy to miss it, and it's it gets it gets wild i yeah. will say but there were kids there and they were loving every minute of it except the parents were like oh my god and like covering their eyes for certain parts because the it gets it gets uh wild and loose <laughs> but i'll tell you it's worth every penny it's just i think the ticket's like 23 dollars, and it's yeah. So much more valuable than awesome. that. I'll check it out. 
I think personally they could charge thirty, or they should be, because really? it's insane. Well, how many people can? How many people can you they fit in there? Like, what's the? I mean, capacity is one seventy five. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You've been to a show in the nineties at Vino's, four hundred people, especially the Living Sacrifice shows. Man, I just you'd always pass that sign where it would say the capacity, and you just roll your eyes, and be like, "Yeah, right." You're like, "That that can't be right." <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a sea of there people. Is, someone's Someone's getting paid off because something, yeah, they, they can easily shut oh, that place Oh, and that off. firehouse has been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's it never not been no, there. it's always, thankfully. <laughs> Every time I used to walk out at, when I was younger of one of those just crazy nights, there's 350 right, people in right. here. And you look across the street and go, I wonder how much <laughs> whoever did what 40 years ago to pay these people off, but there's no yeah, way. Yeah, someone was looking the other way. <laughs> there's no, they don't anymore. No. That part stinks. Don't. Yeah. They don't pack them in like they used to back then. Uh, We have some packed shows, but not like that. Right. Yeah, I remember like, you know, like just people out the door, like around the building, just, you know, on a Saturday night just to see. I mean, like down to the other set of buildings, yeah, just yeah, crazy. Yeah. But we didn't have Netflix. We didn't yeah. have all this stuff no, where no, people true, don't true. come outside. Yeah. And true. I I ra- I rally against that mentality as much as I can. It's one of the peak things I have a problem with. Right. That I'm like, guys, it's yeah, okay, it's fifty bucks. You will never fucking forget this. Right. I promise right. you. But you will never fucking remember what you watched last night on Netflix. Right. No one true, gives a shit. True, and yeah, in five true. years, you true. won't even care. Right. Because I can remember, you know, I can remember all those shows. I can remember, you, right. know, you know, you know, what shows were, you know, in the middle of summer because I remember sweating my ass off. I can remember what shows were, you know, in the middle of winter. I can remember, you know, who was there, what was played, you know, you know, I can remember all that stuff. So it's cool. Yeah. And so it, it these things stay with you and like money is – I know it's harder now in these days and all this stuff. Like we don't have to get into none of that. But this, these are this is forever moments. That it's not, you know, and uh, you know, I just I don't know. I grew up that way, right. and then the world changed, right. and I was right, like right. the last generation. Like I was out of yeah. high school, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you live in a different world now. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was like, damn. Like we were still doing typing class because of secretaries were a job still. Like. <laughs> That's now it's coding. Yeah, yeah, now you yeah. code. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, kids have been typing yeah. since they were two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now kids can type with just, just one thumb, you know? And they do it so good. And they do it so I have good. a friend, it scares me how fast right. they type on their phone. It was like my grandkids, you know, watching them on a tablet, just... They're fresh out of the womb, like... like three years old, you know. iPad. Just, yeah, yeah. You can uh, just swipe, Grandpa. Or, or he'll remember <laughs> the password. He doesn't have to ask me anymore. It's like he just remembers. It's like... I, Three hundred dollars in V bucks. <laughs> We're all about the V bucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned. Robux. Yeah. Oh, Ro- Roblox. Yeah, that's the new one. God, dude. We were like, can I please have the Nintendo? Please. Mario's coming out. <laughs> I will say, I think that our games were still like because you could beat them, and there was. An I end. totally agree with. Now that. it's like. Oh, this game has cost me $12,000 in the last six years. Because my oldest grandson plays Fortnite, and I'll go over there and watch it. Endless. I, I don't know what the heck he's doing. <laughs> it's like, and in back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, because I've got like one of those retro Nintendos. You Same, know. the mini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to just play Mario Brothers, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm always debating on whether I should bring that out when he's over, or if he would laugh at it, or if he would think it was cool, but I, 
But, well, they have the Switch. Just, you know, Nintendo's still pushing Mario. Right, I mean, they just right, had right, Mario right. movie was the biggest yeah. movie of yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> Made a billion dollars. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Because <laughs> the last one was not so great. No, was that the live action one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it's one of my guilty pleasures because I was a kid when it came out. So Who was in that? That was Bob, a, Hoskins Bob Hoskins and right. John Leguizamo was Luigi. It's so bad. <laughs> I know it's bad, but I love it. <laughs> What's your name? Mario Mario. So your name's Luigi Mario? No, it's Luigi Luigi. What the fuck? That's like stupid, dude. Who wrote this? <laughs> a bad person. <laughs> a very bad person. So so I know you were doing the videotaping stuff. How do you fall into that at back then at an early age like that? Was that something you like your dad always videotaped? No, doing vacations I mean, that, and stuff or that is just something for some reason I remember as a kid. Oh, like what was the technology when you were a kid? Was it just those big over the shoulder? When I was like a little well, when you say kid, you're talking about like a little kid? No, nah, like you know, like thirteen, fifteen era, like you're I, starting to come into your own. Yeah, and even and even at that age, I you know, it was not on my radar. Mm. I thought it was interesting and you know, I can remember, you know, Hanging out with my friends and and us thinking up, hey, let's do a movie. What we can do? We didn't have a camera or anything, but for some right. reason we're like, if we ever got a camera, let's let's shoot this, and we would come up with scenes and stuff. But you know, we didn't shoot anything. It wasn't right. until probably, and that's the beauty with with my relationship with, with Living Sacrifice is that it was right at a time in which I kind of had access to, like, I finally got access to a camera, mm. a video camera, and I really wanted to, um, you know music video for some reason i had no experience in doing it but but it was one of those the those things where like they were the right band at the right time they mm -hmm. got me at the right time and i could have chosen <coughs> any other local band to cling to but just miraculously mm -hmm. i i you know knew chris and chris's brother was in this band so i had easy quick access to that band so you know might as well you know just show up at their rehearsal and just you know and they're cool with it and you know it's I kind of just, I don't want to say stumbled on it, but it's something that was always in my head of what something I thought would be cool to do. But but like you said, you know, back then with the big cameras, so damn expensive. Heavy. You know, heavy. You know, I just remember finding out that one of my friends, his parents had a video camera, and I just, on a whim, said, hey, excuse me, can I think they would let me borrow a camera? So, you know, and they let me borrow it, and messed with it shot some funny stuff with my friends and, and then it kind of just you know snowballed to where i finally bought a camera and, and you know yeah yeah it was, it was just all like it's funny just looking back on it and and you know how it all just kind of happened yeah you know, you know just and and like i said the fact that you know living sacrifice was there you know and and i just gravitated towards that and that was kind of like in my head my opening to oh i'm gonna these guys are going to go somewhere and I'm going to you know, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. ride their coattails and do their music videos and behind the scenes, man, we'll yeah. do all the tours and like, yeah, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> I still live in that headspace. I, I, I'd still love to do that. You know? And and at one point I, th I remember when uh, Chris came back from California after, you know, they shot the music video for reject. And I remember him telling me, you know, that they shot a, vi a music video. And I remember, I never told the guys this, but I remember how heartbroken I was because oh. in my head, I'm thinking, I've, I've been doing this stuff for y'all for so long, and 
you got the opportunity to do a music video and you know why you know why didn't you come to me to do it but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a producer I'm, I'm glad they didn't though sure I, I couldn't have done anything as cool yeah that video is pretty rad <laughs> <laughs> at least not at the time no I mean, yeah you've I, definitely worked on your credits these days right, right yeah right. I remember Chris once we saw it I remember Chris was like was like you guys like it he's like heck no this, this is so stupid. This, you know, I was like, what'd they do? He's like, yeah, they put us in this dude's garage and we played the song like once or twice and said that was it. And then when we get the video, we see, you know, the guy with the air thing in his mouth and they were like, what the hell is this? You know, and they, and they were begging the record company or whatever to, to just take that out and put it more of those cool live shots. Cause those live shots are cool with the wide angle lens and oh, yeah. slow-mo and the energy in the crowd. And they were like wanting it to be more of that, but ended up the way. So, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's iconic. It ended now. up inspiring a whole it's, generation of musicians. Exactly, exactly. But I, like I said, I remember being, um, hurt that they didn't ask me to direct their video yeah, or, or even whatever, you know, but, but I had, I still at that point had no, I was in college to do that, but I had no, business doing music like Kurt, could you imagine if i hired someone else to do my photos buddy yeah. <laughs> i have actually <laughs> he's like it, it hurt <laughs> my bad bud sometimes it you sucks. just want a different take yeah it yeah well he's got a buddy james and i was talking to him i was like this style he's doing and kurt's like kurt's like i can do that and i was like okay i didn't i didn't mean it badly. just tell me what you want me to do and yeah, i can yeah. do that yeah He's I got am. this wild setup where he does like, it's like a little photo of the actual scene, and then there's like this blown up version that it's sitting inside of, and I'm like, mm -hmm. it's just wicked looking. But his yeah. his friend's name's James Kaufman, yeah. Kaufman, dude, awesome. He's, you know, I'm I'm of the mindset that there's a top of rung, you know, like we all in society, like there's the top tier musicians, like the big bands, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're not more talented than this right, person no, down here. Totally They're just agree. more lucky. Totally agree. They had better connections. Yeah. They did the game, and it just worked out for mm -hmm. them. So, like, at a certain level, you're all good. Mm -hmm. It's all opinion past right. a certain point, whether, oh, that band sucks. They don't. Right. You just don't like them. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you Right, know. exactly. Or you haven't heard about them or the, you know. Which is fair. Yeah. But, no. so, like, like, Kurt's style and James's style are two very, very different styles. Yeah. But. <laughs> but they're both amazing to look at. And right. now my favorite photographer's coming out of retirement and I'm getting the itch. <laughs> get back at it. I just want to be like, hey man, can I do another shoot? He did my engagement photos. Uh, my wife did it as a surprise, just reached out to him. Uh, and he was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And I was like, oh my God. Right. And, you know, one of those like, can't believe this is real. And we're riding around Birmingham with him in Alabama, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And he took us out for a barbecue. I was having the best time. Dude. You're, you're high, on the, high on the hog. Well, the thing about like, especially like, I look back. That's another thing is like technology. As far as like, like you said, for you know, photography, it's like the way cameras are now, and just oh, man, everything I mean, is so. Look at this. I know that's what I'm saying. Like back in the day, it would have been heavy cam, heavy cam, heavy cam. Just you know. Mike giant I mean, it, freaking it, it things been, yeah. yeah it would have been you know lights out the ass you know yeah. and, and you know just video cameras still cameras and now you can go back and you know you don't even really have to you know oh i forgot to white balance well you can fix it in post you know or i forgot to add this filter. well you can do it in photoshop you know it's right. like no, it's, it's like now it's it's you know 
if it really bothers you, it's like there's a fix for everything. There's a fix for everything. You know, there's the the cameras now. Like this camera is set up, and I think most cell phones are now. But now you can do, you can change the depth rate right. after yeah. you took the photo, which, which is, is awesome. That blows my mind. <laughs> but, but back in the day. You need to have a you know a, a you know a ten thousand dollar lens that uh-huh. you know it's, yeah that's ten thousand dollar lens you didn't get the shot you just you, oh my god <laughs> I I love filming things I got into photography first and then I found out that the only way to live being a photographer no offense Kurt is to do the things you don't want to do mm-hmm. and that part stinks and I did that for a little bit and I was right. actually like doing pretty good I think right. But I hated it. Yeah. So I was like, then I started doing these shorts called Cult Magnum. It's a dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> we were doing little internet skits where right. we would have what we call wisdom nuggets, right? <laughs> and my buddy wore a cowboy hat and would get all in his character and be like, you want to know what's stupid? <laughs> and that was the whole premise. And then I was like, I think I like filming stuff. Right. And I had a Canon 5D Mark II. Nice camera, great camera. But it was heavy and bulky, and we filmed. And then I got the—I remember I got the iPhone Seven, and I was like, "I don't want to break out my camera. Let me shoot it with this, just this once, right?" Yeah. And I shot it, and the first comment we got was, "Did y'all get a new camera? This yeah. looks so good." Right. And I was like, "Fuck." I know, and that's and that and that that is something that I look back on, and it's like I can't even imagine if like I had like something like that. I mean, imagine back in the day shooting shows or shooting stuff. It's like. And it's got three lenses built right into I know, the thing. And it look and it's you know, it looks it's HD, it looks awesome. You can have settings on it to make it look like a freaking movie. The know? amount of technology just in the camera system, you have five microphones, mm-hmm. you have three camera lenses, you have three octopus zoom, and you have ten times digital zoom. Mm-hmm. If you can't make something, it's you. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. it's it's you. Exactly. They, that, they you? record they compress sound so well that there are uh, instances now where bands will use the audio from their live recordings in certain situations, right? You know, because it's yeah, you don't need the board audio no, anymore. No. It, it's it, yeah, it's probably in my opinion, it's probably one of the you know biggest inventions of you know the the, the time period, just from a technology standpoint. Of like I said, back you know I look at ninety one when I was borrowing my friend's parents' camera. You know, it's a VHS camera. You know, took a big heavy battery. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you had to jack in a, a, a microphone, but still, it looked. You know, it. I mean, it looks like shit. And that microphone know? was this yeah, big. Yeah, exactly. And you and had in that camera, you had to physically, you know, white balance it. You had to physically right. adjust everything like before this, you shoot. Before you shoot, yeah. yeah. And if you f- fucked up and didn't do that, it's, you got this blue video, and it's Ooh. like. It's like, oh, I can't fix that because I have no, you know, I can't fix that, you know. It's like going, like nowadays too, something that you probably, you have to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. We have to make sure all of this is good right. in case we turn the corner and the shadow is weird. But right. now it's like, I, I don't care. No. Shoot it yeah. next. Yeah. I know it's good because I can make it good. Right. Exactly. Wild. Yes, yes. Like you you don't have to worry that. about, yes, your, your, your level of, you know, you. Before you had all these things to worry about, now it's just you just have to worry about di- just editing, talking, and editing. Yeah, yeah that's all you got to worry about. Sound is still elusive to me. I don't know how to get good sound from stuff from for like moving action sequences and things. It's like I don't know how they do it. I see it. They fully. <laughs> I see it done. Yeah, yeah, they do it all in a real studio later. Right, I, I, ADR, right. but. Right. <laughs> 
you know, I feel like if I did ADR, it'd be off like a like a <laughs> Japanese fighting film or right. something. <laughs> Where all the words are coming out after the lip moves or whatever. It's just not in sync at all. Yeah, I use uh can't remember what the program is. Is it DaVinci? Editing wise, I use Avid. Um Ooh. but audio wise, like oh, it's just this one of my buddies turned me on to it because I gave Is it a DAW, like a full DAW? It's like it's a laugh. <laughs> it's like Adobe um, podcast something. I don't know what. It, my point is, one time someone gave me this footage, and the microphone that they were wearing, the lav they were wearing, uh-huh. was not working. So all they were getting was, um, mm. you know, microphone from the built-in from camera. The built-in yeah, camera, and it, yeah. so and it was noisy, room noise out the ten ass. feet away. And I, you know, I was like, I gave it to him because he kind of messes with audio. He gave it back to me. And it sounded like they were lobbed up, how the and, and it blew me away. I was like, "What the hell did you use?" And he gave me this, the, uh, the 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 um, the link to the program, and it's like, "I'm like, shit!" I just click, drag it in there, let it spin for a second. You can adjust it, and it sounds. Uh, I don't know. I'll send you the link when I please when do. I remember. I am it's like, because like, I am I, I'm like you. I'm I'm not audio savvy at all. I, I'll try to EQ stuff up, but it just ends up sm- and, and sounding I like watch a mess. Video. I mean, you can look at my YouTube yeah, algorithm. I it's like understand. video after video yeah. after. Video. What is this? I don't have. I can't a, understand it. Two years of training myself, I still don't understand yeah. a single piece of yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. compressor. Oh, it just makes all the quiet parts as loud as the loud parts. I've never got it to work. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I follow the exact tutorial. Two point five with two point five. I don't hear it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds crazy to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they make it so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this program, like I said, I use it. It's all, you know, I, I only use it if, if, if I feel like the audio is a little subpar, but it, it cleans it up. Uh, it blows my mind. How and we're like it. two years away from just going here. You handle yeah, it. Exactly. You, you, yes. you, you put the computer <laughs> on and it's just like, come back in two hours. I'll have it handled for you. You're I've, like sick. Thanks Siri. I started <laughs> messing, I've started messing with AI audio. Like, yep. you know, Feeding it in someone's voice and then pumping it back out, saying certain things, and but you know, scary. See, it's very, very scary. Very, not, very. I scary. don't like it. <laughs> I don't like where we're going with this. I'm very like. I'm just gonna just dig a hole soon and just live in it because <laughs> we're like this fucking close. They put out the freaking Apple glasses and it took less than a day for that stuff to be all over the internet of people walking around with. Crap on their face. They're driving cars with it. I'm like, yeah, we're done. We're Robots done. Robots are going to take over. They really are. <laughs> and we're going to let them happily. My grandkids have the uh, VR goggles, and, and, they, and it's just funny when I go over to their house, and they're just in the middle of the living room. Just, just strapped in with the that. freaking it's internet. Just, we just, I just sit there on the couch and just laugh my ass off. It's just funny. You're you like, know? I used to play with sticks that were in the shape of an L. That's it. That's all we had. There was nothing else. <laughs> They're strapping the internet to their fucking face. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's Remember, crazy. they used to tell you don't sit too close to TV. Now you now you strap it, it to your head. You got it like an inch from your eyes. <laughs> like, did our eyes get better? Did we evolve screen eyes? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I, don't think so. <laughs> I tried them on, and yes, it th- it throws you off. I I've done it one time, and I took it right back off. I did a roller coaster. I took it right off afterwards. I was like, never again. Uh, it's too good now. <laughs> oh, yes. That was yeah. three years ago. Yeah, yeah. It'll blow I can't you even away. imagine what it's like It'll now. It'll blow you away now. Uh, scary, Kurt. I don't want to die, man, from the robots. <laughs> I really I don't. don't. I don't want to lose my job to robots. We're all going to. 
It's all of us. They're not, it, it, even tiling and stuff. I saw one. I was like, they'll never make a tiling robot. Guess what? They've got one. Yeah. Well, hell, the 3D printers kind of impressed the hell out of me. I got a buddy of mine at Oh, work. they're unbelievable. Yeah, he, 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 he made a, you know, he found the schematics and made like a, you know, a model plane. Just, you know, I, I don't know. It's just unbelievable. You know, just he's an IT guy, so he knows, you know, all the schematics and stuff, and he just, I'll come into work. He'll have it at his desk at work, and he's printing off whatever it is he's printing, and he'll show me what he's going to print, and then like a week later, he's got it all the parts made and put together, and it's like that's crazy. It's scary. It's scary. So crazy. It's it's like "Mm, yeah, I needed a part. I just made it, and that's a scary thing too. You know about the AI stuff. It's like you know with. There's so many stuff now you see pop up of like you know fake songs by p- it's artists. It's already you know, it's, it's already so good. Right. I'm telling you, two years. It's the, everybody's saying five, two years. You won't know. Right. You won't know. I heard like something. Someone posted something. It was. Did uh, you see that Obama speech one? <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. I I mean we're like really on the cusp of you won't know what is what's real. going on. You won't know if it's true or false or right. what. And governments are definitely going to use that to just do crazy bad things. It's like, dude, if if it's a a, a guy on YouTube can already fool you, <laughs> what do you think a guy with a trillion dollars can do? It, it's stuff like that. I, I I I think it's awesome for like like I saw something on the other day. It was um you know someone did like you know, Johnny Cash singing um. Boys in the Hood by NWA, <laughs> and it's and it's awesome, and it's awesome. It's like it's like freaking because awesome. The it's, boys in the I, hood I, I, yeah, are it's, always hard. It's it's awesome. It sounds like Johnny Cash doing a cover of Boys in the Hood, and it, it's like I, that's the kind of fun stuff. Because I'd be like spending all night, you know. All right, give me this sounding like this, you know. And uh, oh yeah, the movies uh, I, will be there right soon. Exactly. You'll be like, I want to see Home Alone, but Sylvester Stallone is the villain, and it'll go cool. Here it is. It makes me also like wonder like how long it's going to take before um, like a band will get so freaking lazy that they'll just say, you know what, let's just. That has already you know, happened. Really? For yeah. sure. That's like a happening. whole album's worth of yes. material. Like, Well, as humans, we kind of did it to ourselves that one because for the last few years, I don't know how like in the music scene you still are, but or if you pay attention to this kind of stuff, but uh, they will do like. Bands that had mild, successful careers, they'll write you stuff now. You can right. just pay them, right. and they'll just write you a song. Right. That's kind of the same thing. It's kind of exactly. I mean, I know it's a human doing it, but right. what's the difference? Aside from right now, AI is technically just theft because the way it works, it's right. just borrowing yeah. from things. Mm-hmm. But AGI is on the horizon, and mm-hmm. once that happens, it won't be borrowing yeah. things anymore. Yeah. So... Which which is weird because it just makes me think back. You know, it's like you get to a certain age, like I am now. I'm about to be fifty three in March. Um, and you think back to you know, you get to a certain point in your your age where you go back in my day. You know, it's like, yeah. and that's where I I feel I like just I got am there. now. <laughs> exactly, like we're talking here. You know, back in my day, we didn't have this. We didn't have mm-hmm. this. We didn't have this. Well, know? I like that you lived through my day too. You're like, oh yeah, I. Of course, I remember that. I was it, it, much older yeah, than you. Exactly. We 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 crossed. So. You were ten. I was twenty. We crossed. But but yeah, that whole that whole it, it. I you know I don't know where it could go. And and then I also look back that back you know twenty thirty years ago, 
what was the you know what 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 was the scary thing back then as far as what where we it were happens headed. all the time yeah. i was I literally coming here today i was like think about what an electric car looks like in tesla and then you got and then it was nissan and then it was hyundai and then and now they all have them. Mm-hmm. they're all working on some electric car but then i was like but in the 50s right they had these giant behemoth cars all the way into like the seventies, even then the eighties came, and we got the Japanese auto manufacturing cars, and there were these tiny mm-hmm. boxes, and people were like, "Bah!" And now that's what you want. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing gets fifty miles to the gallon. My Honda Civic gets fifty <laughs> miles to the gallon, <laughs> and it will just go and go and go, and it never breaks, and it's amazing. And I'm sure. If you put that car in 1987, somebody's gonna be like, "That is the just the right. worst thing." No, true, yeah, yeah, true, true. It's like that for everything. Imagine, oh, we, you lived through this time when digital recording. All the people were like, "No, right, right, yeah." Like I, yeah, I remember when yeah, the debate on like when CDs started coming out uh-huh. and, and the purists, and the fidelity of the it, the fidelity of yep. it. It's not. It's, which we still have those arguments. Streaming, there's fidelity streaming arguments. Like technically, Title is the best fidelity because they put the, but then Apple introduces lossless, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, this is great too. Yeah. But through a pair of headphones, who gives a shit? Exactly. I mean, it all exactly. sounds the same. You're sitting in a room with five point whatever, right. and and you're just. And you know who's doing that? Us. Yeah. Like the yeah. older people, yeah. the yeah. young kids are like, I don't have that. No. <laughs> And ours is all holdovers from dead technology. <laughs> well, the majority of people are just taking their phone out and just listening on their phone. Oh, like, we know. Yeah. I mean. YouTube <laughs> will or inform YouTube. you. YouTube will inform you of everything. <laughs> it's it's wild. The cycle is crazy, but it seems just. I feel like we used to get real decades, and we haven't had that since. Man, like the early thousands. Yeah, Once, I was just about to say, I'd say like the two thousands to whatever. Yeah, I feel like I totally it's like agree. the iPhone hit. They put the internet in our pocket in 07, and it's just been like a bullet since mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. We went from nothing really. We had like Palm Centro and BlackBerry, which were fine, right? To a world device. And now we strap it to our faces right. and live inside of it. And, and, what and, the hell? And and also like every, in twenty years, exactly. And I feel like 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 you were saying like you can, you can close your eyes and think of the eighty or the set. Or I can I can think I can. Of the hey, 70s. I remember some of the eighties. All right, I was thinking. <laughs> I close. I remember the eighties. I you know the nine. You know it's like you, you you kind of it's the you know it's the stereotypical. Oh, in the eighties, this you know poofy like hair. the style was different. The the, the, yeah, the I, like we had the grunge kid. Like I, I wore Jinko jeans, not ironically. Right, they're back now. By the way, in case you <laughs> yeah. want some, you can go online. But that's what I'm saying. It's like what you know. You, I mean, every decade was so different than the decade prior to it. But I feel like okay, I feel like I haven't had a decade in. You take 2010. What what's so different between 2010 than than and nothing? 2000. Or, My MacBook know. is faster. Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah, technology's <laughs> better, but it's the only thing that progresses really. Right. Clothing. Have you been to a Target lately? They have every era right. in there. Right, right. I saw like, do you remember like the seventies bell bottom mm-hmm. with the corduroy? Mm-hmm. They had those, right. and then right next to that was something that looked like it came out of the night, like straight nineties right. grunge. Right. right. 
same store, same rack. That's what I'm saying. It's like now you can before you can look at a, a picture of something and think, oh, okay, that's from the '80s. That's oh, oh my God, that's that's you know. But now it's like you you there's there's nothing that you can look at and say, oh yeah, oh that's from 2012. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't I I could not like, was this yesterday? <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah, it's ten years old. I remember a, a, what <laughs> I saw a, I saw a meme on uh, Instagram. It, trying to think of what it said the premise of it was you know basically saying like kids of today like you know their baby pictures are, are digitally taken on a uh, uh, you know digital camera oh yeah 10 years from now it's gonna look like it was taken yesterday versus yes. like with me my all my kid pictures are all like kind of blurry pics uh, uh grainy grainy little, yep. little you know you know uh, you know awkwardly uh -huh. taking it at, 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 a, at a weird at a weird time and it's like but but kids of today will never know that, you know, it's like now it's, you know, you can take 20 pictures of someone. All right. And I like that one because your eyes are open and your your mouth is closed. And that's the one we're going to use. That's right. Know, and, or remember when red eye reduction was an issue? I remember and that. And now that's just not even a thing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The nope, camera does nope. it in the camera. We're just going to get rid of the red eyes because irises are actually reflective. But you, would a kid know that? Because, oh, we screwed up at the the. Flash right. at your eyeball, right. and you have red eyes. Right. I would go back and fix that. <laughs> Not a, that hasn't been an issue in no. twenty years. No, no, exactly. <laughs> really that's funny. time. That was pretty revolutionary. You know. Oh, dude, you could just <laughs> click a button and that get and, rid of the problem. That and whitening your teeth. On that's post. <laughs> and like, I just found. Uh, so I have like my, my dad's things. I've been sitting in boxes, and I was unearthing some stuff the other night, trying to clean up the house. And I found a photo album, and I was like, "This is." Very old, and then I open it up, and the very first photo was from 1890. Mm. And I was like, "This is too old." Yeah, that's... I don't know why this is in my possession now, and I need to find a way to get this out of my house and mm -hmm. not destroy it. But they're all stoic, and because you know the camera technology was you, so bad, so you like, couldn't move, couldn't move. For every 10 photo in that album was that just yeah. people sitting yeah. very still, and you could, and you know why they're sitting very right. still, but they right. all look right. Not you know, not like they're having a good time. Right. <laughs> Take the Hogger Hector. Seven minutes, he said. God, why'd you make me do this? I got dressed up for this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's very very true. Did you go to college for this now? I did, and I think that's where I kind of. That's probably where I kind of learned, you know, how to physically do it properly. You mm. know, I went to University of Arkansas Little Rock. Um, mm. And because so, basically before then, I'm just I'm literally, literally taking two VCRs. That's so connecting cool, them together. Sometimes if I was getting like creative, I'd like I'd hook my stereo up to the recording VCR to play um, like music. Like track. Yeah, Come I mean, on, I would dude. do I did so much weird stuff. It's cool to like look at some of the old stuff I did and like, I can't believe I did it that way. But but once i like started college i was like i really want to know how to do this for real so then that's when i started taking classes and like i said that's right when living sacrifice you know was getting together and uh -huh. so i was testing a lot of my practicing stuff on what they were doing you know on them and, and taking it you know so now i had proper editing stuff to to work mm. on and mess with and now i could do more things that i couldn't do before and then it just kind of you know snowballed yeah how so, long were you did you was it I don't even know how long school is for that. Is that like a specialty I mean, thing? It, it's as long as you, you, you want it to be, ah, you know? So it's like, and, and I enjoyed it so much. So I would, you know, I would, I, I basically, by the time I graduated, I'd pretty much taken every single 
course that they offered, you know, and I still didn't, I didn't want to graduate because I, st- I love just going there and using their equipment. Oh, uh, so I eventually, like, wait, had, I'm going to lose access to I eventually this. Had <laughs> to, eventually had to graduate and then miraculously got a, a, a job doing that. So, <coughs> and then that's so where do you yeah. start something like that? Probably like a news station, I assume. Like, I you're s- engine bay editor number two. Well, I started uh, doing commercials at Fox 16. Like they they did they did like local commercials, so I did like a lot of freaking um, like for Slim's Barbecue or whatever, exactly, yeah, or, yeah. or uh, Bill Fitz Auto or you know just places like that or, or you know. Listen, we need some B roll. We need you to go down here, exactly, uh-huh. and that's what I would do: shoot that in, in, in mobile home places and stuff like that. But then you know, I eventually then then you then I went up to like I think I worked at Channel. For for a little bit, okay, and then like in a newsroom, yeah. But oh. but I was doing com- They have a commercial department as well, so I never really did news stuff. Oh, so I you did, I was with... always doing commercial, gotcha. commercial, commercial, commercial to where to where now I've been working at a place called JM Associates that we do a lot of outdoor television stuff for like NBC Sports, CBS Sports. Oh, cool. We used to do a bunch of stuff for ESPN and stuff like that. So um, and Before I think I got um, bought. What? Before they got bought. Before they got bought. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Disney. <laughs> but like I said, thankfully, I've been able to get a job doing what I love to do. Dude, and, that's the truth. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't, didn't have a job in this field, I would still be doing it as a hobby. And but it's just still showing shows. Well, yeah, but you get paid now. That's the, I, mean, I get paid now. And it's not music, but <laughs> subject matter might not be exactly what I wanted. But it's but you're not cooking burgers. I'm not cooking burgers. That's right. And it and it's it's fun, like you know, especially I, I I equate it to like if you're a musician, and you love playing music, no matter what style, what right? You know, you have a style that you like and enjoy. But if if sure. someone's gonna say, hey, you want to do a job playing, you know, coming up with let's just say commercial jingles, okay? Oh I, hell I, yeah, sure I'll do that. You know, it's fun. I I'm playing, and you know, I kind of be creative, and you know, and it's but you, every day you go to work, you're picking you're up. You're getting guitar. to be a musician. You're yep. getting to play and. That's I have a friend who does that. Actually, one of our uh, guests has just moved to Nashville to be a studio guy. Really? And like I said, a, stu- a studio musician, perfect, I mean, perfect example. If you got to equate, you know, kind of what you wanted to get out of life, but you know, right. if if your enjoyment is physically playing music, you know, right. then it doesn't matter where you play music or how you play music. You know, it's that. Absolutely. You know, because for me, it's like creating is fun for me. Creating, like, starting with a blank canvas and knowing that, you know, in a couple of days, I'll have something built that people will be able to watch, look at, and it'll be around for for wherever, you know. And that I love that no matter what it is. And I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people that enjoy what they do. I, yo, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I find myself constantly thinking about, like, man, how could I do, (laughs) like, how can I, be a musician and not be a musician, you mm-hmm. know? And I like even just, sorry. <coughs> I'm on blood pressure medication now. And it makes you cough apparently because this has been weeks now of ever since I started taking it. It says on the bottle, may cause cough. I was like, man, I hope not. And <coughs> here we are. Don't get old, kids. Do not get old. Die in your 30s. Enjoy no, I'm just life. Kidding. Enjoy life. <laughs> no, definitely enjoy it. Then I have. It's been a roller coaster. My life is crazy, and it's still crazy. Right. So that's good. And it's just gonna get even crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, I'm not having kids. I'm just, I'm just living. I like <laughs> life. I like doing this. This is great. This is your safe space. With my friends. Yeah, heck yeah. 
we're doing cool Heck stuff yeah. like yeah. even music you know i would every one of my friends bands that i think are too talented i'm like hey 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 when you go I'm teching right. <laughs> or I'm managing, I'm doing right, something. Right. And, and that's the cool thing is, you know, you got friends who, you know, you, you personally aren't, you know, they're out doing it. You just hope that, you know, they look back and remember, you know, you were there to whatever kind of help. I want them did. to have fun and do good yeah. too. Like more than just, right. Hey, can I tag along on your right. adventures? But it's just when you know, all these talents, which I'm sure you know so many talented, even mm-hmm. in your field. Think mm-hmm. about how many mm-hmm. overly qualified people you know, and it's just like that one thing they didn't get. Mm-hmm. And you just, you know, you make peace with that at some point. Right. I'm just now doing that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was a teenager, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be touring all over the world and right. be the most famous musician in the world because <laughs> I was going to be. You had it in your mind. I did. <laughs> it's just now being like, maybe I'm not going to be the most famous musician <laughs> in the world. <laughs> now it's me in podcasting. I'm like, I can be the biggest podcaster in the world, I bet. Seems easy. <laughs> See, that's what I think about, like, going back to live and sacrifice. It's like, <clears throat> they, they, they plugged at it so long mm. and so hard. They grind the stone. And, I, and you know, kind of like you said earlier, it's like, Certain, you know, all bands are, you know, if you're a great band, you're a great band no matter level. That's of, right. You know, and I feel like Living Sacrifice falls perfectly into that category. You know, I put them up against anybody. Same. And it's like they just didn't have the right. They just, they, they were this close. Cause I remember uh, all like, the time they were that close. Yeah, I know. Listening to Bruce, I was like, y'all really were just like, the thing just was like right in. It's like here they are, and it's just coming up behind them. If mm. they had been five years different, they would have yeah. been so freaking totally big. Warp tour, you totally name agree. it. Because they, because they, like I remember we talked about in the documentary I did was the, you know they built such a following with DJ, and then it's like they got rid of him, and they pretty much had to start from square, square one. You know, right. then they came out with Reborn, which was one eighty, I mean, but just skyrocketed him, and then Jason and Chris left, and then they just had to start over from square one. And they came out with the hammering process. It's just like they just kept, and the hammering process is so perfect. They just kept growing and growing. And I remember one thing I didn't know was like, and when they were Bruce doing was, cool stuff too, like with Matthew being the. I know that was just all. I mean, yeah, they just re- kind of they they would always reinvent themselves, but reinvent themselves like times ten, right? And, and they would put out something that was just so. Different and and just different than what they did, but just as good, or not, if not better. And it just being losing members and having to start over, I can't even imagine. From it's with, a because, bummer because you've got your your core fan base, and yes. it's like okay, now we got to start over. So are we going to write something that's going to everyone's going to like? You know, <laughs> deep down, yeah. uh, deep down, I'm sure they're like, we like it. That's all that matters. But that is at the end of the day. At, yes. at the end of the day, yeah. And I remember. But, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm I was going to say, I remember the one th- we were talking about them, you know, not, you know, becoming as popular as they should have. I remember Bruce telling me, like, right when the band decided to break up and they were on their final tour, he told me that um, Jamie Josta's uh, management company contacted him because they wanted Sacrifice to go out on tour with, with Hatebreed, mm. you know. And he was like, you know, we, we – this is the last tour we're breaking up, you know? And so Dang. in my head, I'm thinking, you know, again, I look at that, like, as if they would have, you know, they, 
you know, work their asses off. And, you know, that's the sad thing about the music industry is you, you, you have to work your ass off times 100 to get through the door. And then you got to work another additional. Then the real work starts. Exactly. So my, my thing was, it's like, I think back of that and I'm like, man, imagine if, if they didn't break up and they went on tour with them. And it's, you know, this is around the time, you know, Evanescence oh, was big. Best. And I feel like all that, all that. They would have, you know, just, I feel like, snowballed into that whole... They could have been easily up there with the Lamb of God yeah, and Asley yeah, dying and all that stuff. That's exactly... They would have fit right that's in That's exactly that. what I was... What I thought was just like, you know, they would have just, you know, got into that niche and, and, and you know, been, you know, they would have climbed another notch and there's no telling what could have been after that, you know. And it is, it is crazy because, like, when I found them, I thought they were the greatest, biggest... You couldn't have told me that they weren't doing right. what you thought, they, right. like the perception of right. what they were doing, which, right. you know, the internet, it was around at that point, but it wasn't around, right? It was like you yeah, had to be yeah, have yeah. money, and it took right. forever. It was a stupid thing. Right. Uh, but it was just like, whoa. And then he's like, these are freaking rock stars, right. dude, for real. Right. And then, you know, later you find out, and you're just like, how is that? That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I live uh, in my the one of the bands I'm in because I'm in a bunch. I just I'm a glutton. <laughs> uh, we have feel very similar about us. It's just we just didn't. It just never took. Right. And sometimes that's just what it is. Yeah, and it's not because you I don't think we're I don't work think, hard at it. Right. I mean, oh, you know, that's what I'm saying. You 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 sacrifice so much stuff. You know, and it's the whole reason why the band broke up because you know you get to a point in life where you're like, I'm sure they were probably having yeah. kids already right and, and and that's the thing that's like it's hard is, you know, like i said before you know when you're 21 and you're living at your parents house and you're mm -hmm. eating their food and you've got a, a a job you can you know take off anytime life's easy no or no, you just don't care and you quit exactly you been know, there a couple you, times you, got, you don't have a wife you might have a girlfriend you know but you can break up with her exactly <laughs> there's it's like always another girlfriend life was so different but then you know you're touring and you're writing music and all of a sudden you get married and have kids and and have trying to pay your bills and you got to tell your wife i'm gonna go on tour for a month and break even if, uh -huh. if, if anything and you know you're i hope you get that raise honey yeah we're i hope really you get the raise. Be... yeah we really my car's breaking down yeah it's 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 sick we took a cut so we could go on this big tour run sorry babe uh and you hear about that too like you know because the music industry's so cutthroat mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. it's so bad mm -hmm. They really do some shameful shit at the top mm -hmm. to make you feel like you need to belong there. Mm -hmm. And then you just sell your soul to it. Right. Like I, I will sell out, but you better, the paycheck's got to match right. the sellout. Right. Used to, I wouldn't, but I would. You, <laughs> you had, call your, me you right had your morals. I will there. go play <laughs> in any band. I don't give. I don't. I I could give two half a shits about Taylor Swift. You call me tomorrow. I will go play for Taylor Swift. <laughs> Why not? In a heartbeat. Why not? I'm sure, you know, just playing that, why not? I mean, I would do it, I would do it in a theater level band. I would, like, just, I just want to, all I want to do is play music at this point. I'm just, I will settle at this point. That's awesome. It's like, it's not, it's not a fast-paced, chaotic metal stuff, but it's, uh, whatever. I get to play drums. I, I, I honestly don't see how bands and, and musicians, like, and Today, I I have no clue. You know, back then, it's easy to 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 see. You know, okay, when you're in a band, your, your number one goal is to okay, you're gonna play live. Okay, number two goal is to 
uh, build a fan base. Check. Okay. After that, roadmap. Let's get uh, interest from these either major label or indie label. Got yep. it. Check. Okay. Now we're gonna go on tour. Okay. Check. And I, rec- you know, there's like a checklist. Like uh-huh. nowadays, I I don't know what the it's checklist nothing. is. You know? Be on the internet. Be on the internet. Don't ever leave the internet. Do it twenty four seven. You know they don't even look at your numbers anymore. It's strictly TikTok I and Spotify. It. Yeah. They don't give a shit about record sales. Mm-hmm. They don't even ask. Yeah. They like, don't care. Yeah. How many TikTok followers do you have? How many monthly listeners do you have? And it's not even like, well, maybe we're bigger on a different platform. Like maybe we're bigger right. on Apple Music or Tidal or right. or Napster or whoever name one. But Spotify. because your Spotify numbers yeah. are low, that yeah. that's they don't care. It's insane. It's what crazy. a dumb fucking metric. Because the best bands, they're doing good, mm. but they're not doing label numbers that right, they want. Right, right, Because there's too much noise. Right. How am I, I supposed to compete with, what is it, like 10 million fucking songs a day or something? What? I, like I said, I, I don't know how, if, if you're actually in a band and you really want to be successful, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you go about it without luck being and, somewhat involved. And quality has shifted too, like... Kurt's thing is just hit publish. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Film it, do right. it, hit That's, publish. Yeah. It literally doesn't matter. It does. Like so, it you can just not. be like, uh, "Man, I didn't have any ideas, so I farted into the microphone and then I said the show dates." And go. it's like, "That's a video. That's Put it out. Video. Don't think about it." I watch stuff with my grandkids all the time. They love YouTube. Isn't they it love, scary how mindless it is? And though? they'll just sit there and watch the dumbest shit, you know. And the, I. My oldest oh, one, he'll watch. He he's into like I say, he'll watch his Fortnite. He'll watch someone play Fortnite for an hour, just sitting there watching, laughing with them, and it's just like ah, I'll sit there with them, but because I yeah. want to spend time with them, but it's like I don't get it, or they're or because I'm always wanting them. If we're gonna watch something, let's watch something funny. So they'll turn on the the funny YouTube stuff, and it's just you're like, isn't it so funny? Like you said, it's just hit public. It's like I don't care if it looks good or sounds good, it's yep. published. It's I, and then that's when I my mind starts going. It's like shit. If I had this back when I, you know. In my early twenties, when I was when I was doing stuff, it's like I would. Oh, have, you would have been a juggernaut. I'd be Mr. Beast by now, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's like it's just yeah, I, it's just weird. It's and weird. I didn't catch on. I, I really, it's my own fault. I was very bah humbug. I'm kind of that with new things. I've always been that way. Like even when I was young, YouTube came out. Somebody showed me YouTube. I remember going to my buddy's apartment, and he had like, do you remember the G3 Max, the mm-hmm. colored? Mm-hmm. He had one of those things, and I remember sitting down. He goes, "Do you have to see this?" And we want it was like a television set. Right. It looked like an old tube TV. Right. And he was like, I was like, what is it? And he's like, scrolled through these feeds of, it was like the label of right. the video. Right. And he would just click on that and watch. It. I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And now I live on YouTube. Right. Like right. this podcast lives yep. on YouTube. Yep. I don't even watch TV. I have a seventy-five inch theater in my fucking living room i don't even turn it on i'm on my couch on the phone going hey babe look at this (laughs) like a dork (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy like i said it goes back to i I just don't back in the day there's a checklist of how you can do it it's like i don't know i've tried to tell people like it was so being good was the number one priority Mm. now that's like 10 yeah yeah Fuck that. Right. The, the, thing, the thing will fix the sound. Even if you suck, you can fix it in post. Right. right. Fix it in post, man. <laughs> I hate that. I hate, Shudder I hate, at the thought. I hate that word. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that word. <laughs> Art, yeah, Kurt's like, yes. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> See, we come from that ilk where it's like, we just did a record, say, and we did it ourselves. So we could have been, dude, we, we would spend, I mean, literally hours searching for, like, 
the proper tone for this this fill part. Mm-hmm. If we couldn't get it, we weren't going to do it. So we would do it, and we were like, ah, scoop the mids a little, blah, blah, blah. Okay, do that. Blah. And we were so hard on ourselves. The vocals took two months right. to do. Right. Because we're from that, like, yeah. if we're yeah. going to do it, right. we want it right before it even gets to right. the whole, right. like, to, the, to yeah. the earphones. As how you should. you know. Because I hate when, like, I'll, I'll be editing something <coughs> and I'll get some footage back and and the camera guy forgot to do something or uh, he shot it in a different, you know, and it's like, yes, I can fix it, but now I got to spend time fixing that before I start on it. You know, when, it, you know, it would have taken you two seconds to do it right. Now I got to spend 30 minutes trying to. But isn't know. it weird that a, cause I've had this with young people. That's not a big deal to them. Yeah. We no, freak no. out. They're like, you're being an old person right. and they're like, <laughs> just fix it. And then they do and they're like, but when yes. somebody does it to them and I've seen it happen, right. they're like, okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't even, it's yeah. like water off a duck's right. back. They just right. don't care. Yep. They're just like, yeah. yeah. They're like, we're actually, it's kind of bad for us. Cause they're like, Oh, mistakes happen. And we're like, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been avoided. <laughs> That's like seven cigarettes. I could have smoked <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> don't smoke. PSA, quit smoking. If you do smoke, try to stop. It's about to be $13 a pack in Arkansas. Mm. You can't have that. Mm-mm-mm. I quit when they hit $7 a pack, and I was spending so much money on cigarettes. And mm. I go to a gas station. Now they're 10 and I'm like, I, how do you have this habit? I remember as a kid growing up, and like, um, I had a cousin that smoked, and I remember him saying, when cigarettes are over a dollar. When they reach a dollar, I'll stop smoking. You know, it's like you know, think like what you just said. It's like in my head, that's how much cigarettes have costed all the time because I don't, I don't smoke. So I was like, I don't. Even, that's. Just, I remember when carton of cigarettes used to cost ten dollars. That's you know? crazy. I re- I remember walking into a store with my dad once. Mo was my brother. I was uh, at home, and then my brother came back and told me. He goes, dude. He walks in the store. He goes and gets a soda, and that's this is before like you know that like you just don't even you just pull yeah, it out, yeah, yeah. sets it down, and it rings up like two ten or something. And he goes, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, two ten. He goes, two dollars." He turns <laughs> around and walks out. He's like, and my brother goes, "Oh, he must have forgot his wallet. Pays for it." Like my brother doesn't even know what's happening. Right. He goes to the car. He goes, "Hey, did you mean to forget this?" He goes, "I'm not paying two dollars for that." <laughs> Literally a month later, he's like, "I got us all Dr. Peppers." <laughs> You cave, you cave. Mm. <laughs> it's just funny to can, be can, like, yeah. You can be as stingy as you want, but you're gonna end up paying. I mean, if you want it, it's like a you're you're addicted to it's, it. Well, it's kind of like music. I mean, I, that's what I, I. And if Best Buy still sell sold CDs, I would still go to Best Buy and buy CDs. I don't all my have all my friends reason all, to go to Best Buy anymore. All my friends make fun of me because I was I was probably the, one of the last holdouts to buy that still bought CDs, but. I would say a couple of years ago, I, I finally got on Spotify, and I've never looked back. Yeah, it's just it'll get you. It'll get you because you can you can. I I, I can I, on my way to work, I'll just say, and what haven't I heard in twenty years? That's right. Ah, and I'll go to Spotify. There it there is. There it Hit is. Play, and all of a sudden, I'm back. You know, twenty years ago. And I I still buy all the like you know as you probably do, the bands you love dwindle the older right. you get. Right. So. If they're even still, ma- I only have two bands that I from my childhood that still put even put out music. Right. So when they do, I buy the vinyl, and I'll just stream it on the phone <laughs> as much as I don't want to. I'll listen to the to the vinyl, but if I'm like at work and I'm just in a music mood, listen to too many podcasts that day. Right. Pop it on. 
you know. But what I do love is that they they put comedy albums on there too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, love, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love yeah. comedy, so yeah. I'll do that and I'll be giggling out loud in a you know I do construction, so it's like a bunch of construction guys everywhere, and I'm just giggling to myself, tiling floors. <laughs> it's hilarious. They're like, that 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 one's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I like about Spotify is the fact that like, because back in the day, you know, I would hear about bands through word of mouth with friends and stuff like that. It's like so now, but like playlist. Play, you know, or yeah. you play, or, or if you're playing a, 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 an artist that you like, and when it gets to the end of all the song, all of a sudden it'll start automatically. Getting yes, so, you know, it's like, and then so that's when, like, all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, "This is a cool song," and I'll look, okay, and I'll I'll mark it and I'll put it somewhere, and, and you know, by the end of the week I've got like you know, twenty songs. I've got a new playlist of you know, so that's what that that's the one thing I like about Spotify and and the fact that. <coughs> You can find anything, any like, oh, this is an import. You know, this is a B side of an import from whatever, yep. and it's like, oh, there it is. Well, those it's algorithms got you. It's pegged. a cool. Yeah, I love covers. Any 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 cover song from any band, I just love hearing. Cover really? Song. Yeah. Oh, I don't cool. Know, I don't know why. I just love hear like. <clears throat> Anthrax is a cool. They, they're like <laughs> one of those bands. They put. They've got so many cover songs that they do that I'm always like. That's awesome. You know, they do this cool cover of Kisses Watching You that is still one of my favorites. Cover I have songs. to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I, I have a show to, that might pique your interest <laughs> that we do every year. Kurt's cover show. It's uh, anything cover. Any, 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 if I it's more like a tribute show because we have like this band will be this band. Right. And they all do such a good job right. at performing. A set list of that the, band. I, I love that. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but hearing like, I love hearing bands cover Black Sabbath, and I love hearing bands cover Kiss. Those two bands, for some reason, if if there's a band that's covering either one of those bands, it's like all in. It's like I don't know what it is. I just want to, you know, I don't know. They I, just they literally just were here. The band that covered Black Sabbath. Really? Was, that was the really? podcast earlier. Yeah, you should check out a band called Diet Sweets. Diet Sweets. Uh -huh. All right. Oh they boys, they don't sound like Black. They don't sound right. like Black. Which is fine, even even if it's like a just a mutated, you know, different genre version of that. It's like it just for some reason intrigues He's me. He's got a sultry voice that one, oh, yeah. man. Vampire Police. They do. Yeah. They absolutely do. Yeah, Vampire Police is interesting. It's like, uh, you know, that like synth wave pop eighties. Mm -hmm. Sweet dreams are made. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's like that. There's a music scene of that style here now, and it's gaining momentum. And they're, you know, they're very adamant. Like they do their own shows. They throw this event. It's like every few months, and they're, do, you know, it's like you're building a music mm -hmm. scene for yourself. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, you know, damn, it's. I mean, you go in and it's all original, but it sounds mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. You're like. This is crazy. Yeah. That's wild. And I'm yeah. just sitting there watching like, it's new 30 years ago stuff. Right. But it's all brand new. And then right. they'll do covers. And of course, everyone's fucking losing their mind. Right, right. Like somebody <laughs> did Goodbye Horses. Right. And the whole That's awesome. audience is just like, awesome. ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is about, you know, hearing a cover song for some reason. It's good. I used to be very against it. Right. I was very. Right. Uh, when I like something or don't like something, I'm very, you know, I'm opinionated. They, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, to me, it's a fine line. It's like. It made know. me a better musician. Really? Yeah, to, Kurt, to, Kurt talked us into doing it the first one. It was like this 
it was a bold idea. And I was like, well, if we're going to do it, we have to go all in. Like, we rebuilt the band's light show. You know, right. every time I die, do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. That giant eye? Yeah. We made that. Really? We went stupid. <laughs> we bought clothes to look like them. It was a whole thing. Well, there you go. See? Our bassist, like, was in a wig and a beanie. I mean, we were like, to a T, tribute this band. We learned a whole set of our favorite songs. And it's like, after it was over, we worked six months on that. And right. after it was over, I was definitely a better drummer because right. I'm playing stuff that arguably one of the best drummers alive right now, Goose, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. doesn't get enough in the conversation. Like everybody's going to say, oh, Neil Peart this and blah, blah, blah. The old right. guys that we all know and love. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that dude belongs in the conversation. Right. But right. nobody, you know, yeah, only a million people know who he is. Right, right. And that's always the sad part, was, especially with music, is, you know, unless you're, you know, unless you're, in that cycle of, you know, people knowing who you are visually, it's, you know, there's, yeah, yeah there's, there's so many musicians and so many, you know, and it's sad that just because someone doesn't know your band or your music that, right. you know, they, they, and, and a lot of, and you will not get up, you know, there's only just a handful of people that will be able to like, like you said, you know, here, check out this band. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll actively go and listen to them and, and tell you what I think versus, you know, Hey, go listen to this band. Sure. I'll listen to them and then have no, right. I'm not going to listen to that right. band because it's not so-and-so or so-and-so, you know? Right. So. I try to listen to as many wrecks as possible. Even if it doesn't click with me, I'll still like give the whole listen. Right. I get the thing now where it's like, I'm sure you get it with videos. Hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Yeah. And you got to listen to the whole thing. It's like, I'm going to be honest. Right. But I think that's why I get it so often. Right. I mean, it's probably like a once a week deal. Right. Somebody will send me something and I'll. Right. It's like, I just, you know, it's good for what it is. This, that, the other. I'll break right. it down. This is how I would do it if it was me. Right. See, that's yeah. why I hate people ask my, because it's like, <clears throat> art, is, art is art and it's all subjective. Well, some people want you to shrug their ego. Yeah. And that, some people want an honest right, opinion. Yeah. You know, I, it's, you know, I, <laughs> hey, Kurt. My, my way of looking at it is like, I can't do that. So I think it's good. You know, it's like, I can't do it. You know, well, there's look, that. I mean, you know, if I watch video stuff, I'm like, it looks like a fucking, looks good to me, brother. Yeah. I can, I'm adult. <laughs> it's like Backstreet Boys. I don't play music. Don't know how to dance. Hey, they're doing, they're doing what they want to do. It's right. awesome. I, I, I can't argue with that. It's like, I, don't I don't like it, exactly. but it's I not, can't argue with it. Exactly. My taste, you know, if you're asking me what my taste is, that's one thing versus, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's all subjective. They're not actually singing anyway. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Trust all, me, I work production. It's all fake. They've had, we'll call it like precursors to AI in the upper movie and music industries for a long time. Mm-hmm. The being able to fake things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially. And just fool everyone. Right. I mean, I've I've worked with bands, and the sound guy knows everything. Right. Like they don't bring their own yeah. sound guy. Yeah. The tricks really start to show themselves. Right. And you'll be like, talking, hey, you know, blah blah, because you're working with production companies. Uh, he's like, well, here's the vocalist tonight, and he's like holding an iPod, and you're just like, sons of bitches, dude, <laughs> you lying, dirty bastards. I remember a buddy of mine. And I'm trying to think of what year this was. Had to have been mid nineties. He was uh, at a, a rancid concert. Hell yeah! And he was he was backstage and he was looking for uh, a light for a cigarette. And he saw this guy on a chair, like just on a chair playing guitar or whatever, you know. And the show's going on, and he like walked up to him and said, "Hey man, do you have a light?" You know. And the guy just ignored him. And 
He's like, do you have a light? For, he didn't think he heard him. So do you have, and the guy was like, just, he's like, dude, I am so fucking busy right now. Yeah. It's like, and t- turned out he was like playing guitar. Like, I, yep. I, you know, I, it's, it's off like stage guitar, stage guitar. Yep. It's like, I, you know, it's, I was like, really? He's yep. like, yeah. it's, like, oh. it's like when you learn, uh, I, I learned this one. Corn has a guy with a remote control for some of their pedals. Like they are clicking. Right. I've seen bands now that have a pedal board guy. Right. Like their tech is mm-hmm. working their pedal board. Mm-hmm. That's pretty normal now. That's pretty normal now. But back in the day, that was like lip syncing. Right. Like right. you're not doing it. Right. And you know, and again, everyone just goes, okay. And like it's like lip syncing used to end your career, and now everyone goes, oh, well, yeah. of course they're not doing it. Yeah. It's yeah. just normal. Right. Of course they're yeah, just playing you the fucking record and charging right. you three hundred fucking dollars a right. ticket. But if we want twenty bucks, you're fucking right. out of your mind, and we're doing it all. Right. You fucking bunch of <laughs> fucking complainers well and that's the weird thing about especially music you know it's like back in the day there were certain taboos you know like you said you know oh career if you you crossed them you know it's like but then it's like for some reason after a certain time it just dilutes and becomes norm you know it's kind of like i remember back in the uh, early 90s with rap music i remember mc hammer used to get the shit because he was like a commercial sellout. He was, yes. you know, and it's like, but now every rapper on the planet is, you know, they rap, but they've got like 20 different side gigs of them. That's doing right. Clothing lines or shoes or perfumes well, or vodka. And that's what you want. Right. You get exactly. in it to have that. That's making money's making money. Cause it turns out that's the longevity of the career. Cause right. the rap career is very short. Right. Right. The only the greats will live on. And even then, right. You know, like people now they don't give like a uh, young rappers. They don't care about Tupac. Right. Like who's that? Right. This is very short lived. So it's like you have to have right. something to right. keep the money train because that's an addictive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The money one. I agree. Shoo. I think uh, my friend was telling me that Snoop Dogg is supposed to play Verizon, but he canceled because of low ticket sales. My head, I'm like, I, I was. That just sounds weird I, to I me. Imagine because like, I remember like back in the day how big Snoop Dogg was, and it's like now it's like you know he can't sell out Verizon. It's like, that's just weird to me. I don't know. Here, that's a here problem. Mm-hmm. Arkansas has a strange, true, 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 live, true. True. and it's not just Ar- it's not Arkansas. It's true. Little Rock. True, we have a strange disassociation with live entertainment. I agree. It sometimes it works really great, and there's instances you can point to where it's like this was fucking magical. Right. I'm talking about modern days. Used yeah, to everyone yeah, yeah. was there. Barton Coliseum right. sold out every time. Yeah. You know. Uh, shout out Barton Coliseum. Asbestos in my lungs. <laughs> Thanks, ACDC. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it's just, that is a problem that you fight here, especially on the smaller scale. It's, it can be very tough. Right. No, you know, I totally agree. Totally and we are in a full blown new era. Don't get me wrong. The shows have been phenomenal. Like last night was unreal. Last week, I mean, it was Tuesday night. There's half sold out yeah. show it's like that's phenomenal mm-hmm. on a tuesday yeah so it is better than it was and it's getting better all the time so it's, i'm not like complaining about it but it is a it took a lot of people working really hard to show people like hey there's stuff mm-hmm. here like the the entertainment value in the nightlife in little rock is it's here yeah it's yeah, it's here if you want it yeah 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 definitely and it's you know you have to find it though that's the hard part right. yeah there's more faces i've gotten to the age now where most of the people in the crowd i don't have a clue who they are yeah yeah they're all just young faced and it's just like man this is a beautiful thing (laughs) this is a beautiful thing i never thought i'd be this guy (laughs) 
Barton Coliseum. You want to talk about Barton Coliseum a little bit? Oh, dude, I, <laughs> I still can't. I don't understand why we don't use. I know it's like literally in the worst part of town. Like, if there's a town you don't go, it's that part of town. Yeah. But it's Hell, just even, there. Even back then, it was, <laughs> it's, it's just there. They yeah. still do the rodeo. I think. I think yeah. it's the only thing and they do. State fair. State fair. Yeah. But it's so perfect. Some of the, the best sound. concerts I've ever seen have been there. Oh, uh, you can't beat it. I saw January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two, Metallica Black Album. That was. Front row. That was the best concert I've ever been to. That's just, fucking just having access right there and and all, general admission. You cannot yes. beat you know GA back, only. GA back, only. Back when you were young enough and you you were like, you I'm be gonna, on the floor, be on the floor. I'm gonna you get be there this amount. Right. Get here four hours early. I'm gonna stand in line. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there yep. and be crushed. And but, they had that dope staircase too, so you could sit down mm-hmm. and like there was like just sea of people just chilling. It was awesome. Pre show was awesome. dope. They had the vendors outside on the on mm-hmm. the flat bits, like the hot dog vendors and mm-hmm. shit. And you would go, and it was like, and the sound in that room. Mm-hmm. I remember the first show I went to at uh, All Tell Arena. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was Metallica, and I was like, this is hot garbage. Yeah, the audio. It sounds just, like the radio's on. <laughs> I'm watching Metallica, and I'm talking to you how I'm talking to you right now. I didn't have to raise my voice. I'm just talking in a normal volume. Mm-hmm. And I and there's Metallica. Right. This place sucks. It mm-hmm. still sucks. Yeah. The, the sound in there is never been good. Yep. It never will be good. The, the shape of the arena is terrible. Whoever yeah. built that, shame on them. <laughs> remember it broke. Kids are too young to remember. Remember when they were building it? It like one of the le- like the levels, levels started to yeah, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had they had they got so many losses. You know, you're too young. Yeah, dude. It was all over the news and everything. Like it's been shit since day one. They had, they had to like get in new builders, new contractors. And yep. The, but then the, you go to Barton. We never had those problems. They were like, the oh, you can't be in here because it's asbestos on the yeah. ceiling. It's like, I'd rather have the asbestos. Okay, <laughs> listen. They only gonna shoot the cannon once. We're only gonna get a little bit of it. It's fine. Stop. And it's perfect for right now because it's a five thousand cap room. I think seven with the floor, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect size yeah, for it's, it's not too your mid tier bands now. Mm-hmm. Why are we not utilizing this space? Mm-hmm. They've got the closed in park. It's a dream venue. Yeah, it is. It is. They've got the gated parking lot. There's miles of parking in this place. Mm-hmm. You can easily park and seat five thousand people. We gotta bring it back, man. Kurt, maybe that's our next goal. We do the uh we do that thing where we get a shirt. There was a guy in England who did it. He sold out an entire stadium. Well, it was an arena. Really? By walking around on the street and go, which seat would you like? And he would sell tickets and he would cross it off on his shirt. Yeah. And then he did it he did it twice. They were like, There's no way you actually did this. Because the arena said if you can do that, we'll let you have the show. Really? Yes. Well, because you can rent an arena for like two hundred and fifty thousand. That's all. <laughs> That's it. No, but you can make. But you're gonna make yeah. two million. Yeah. yeah. If you sell it out, you're. I mean. True. You're rich now. That's True. a solid investment. But you got to sell it out, and that's what he did. Out. Yeah. That's he awesome. went from nothing to something, and that's awesome. And you know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah. Maybe we do that with Barton for the next uh, something. We'll just think of something. Because <laughs> you got to rent a PA. I what Barton's like. To rent. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that includes. It doesn't include any of that. No, 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 no. That's just the the building. I, I do wonder why. I mean, I do wonder why. 
you know, I, I just seemed like all of a sudden, it just seemed like shows, then it just stopped. I couldn't tell you when. I would say. I'd tell you what it was. Late 90s. I know exactly what it was. No. No, it has nothing to do with that. The name on the building. Yeah. It was a injected money thing. They were trying to vi- revitalize downtown Little Rock yeah, on I, both sides of the river. Because that's when all that revamp started. Yeah, 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 I could and then, because that was after all the gang wars and all this mm-hmm. other shit. And then it was, we got these businesses. They want to come here. They're going to put money into the economy. And they went, fuck Not you, there. Barton Coliseum. <laughs> we don't give a shit about Fred yeah. Barton or whatever his first name <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> we like all tell because they have money. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I could see that. That's, that's definitely what it it's was. true. Because yeah. I was, I didn't realize that until I was older, but I sit and think a lot. And it's like, why did they ever stop? And then you go. Yeah, because it was a perfect show yeah. experience. Yeah, if you was. never got to see a show there, I, I feel bad for you, yeah. actually, because it was magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, pure magic. I saw corn on the Issues tour there. Yeah, same here. And I, wanna, I, I, I snuck a video camera in there and shot that Hell set. yeah, you did. <laughs> that the one that's that awesome. Rob Zombie opened up for? No, that was before. That was 99. Okay. That was that, the prior the one, one. Okay, that's the one that I shot. That's the one where, oh, man, God, what such good times. It was great times. You believe that? Corn <laughs> and Rob Zombie, dude, in a 5,000-seat... Like just and no. that's that's not gonna happen now. No, no and why no. was it? Never mind. Like it was good enough then, and for some reason now that same package would need thirty thousand people for it to even make sense. Mm-hmm. But you can't back ask for twenty dollars for your concert. What? <laughs> Sorry, I, get, I went. I, know, I, th- I think. I think it's more than fair. Twenty bucks is plenty fair. Yeah. It ten dollars is a dollar now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. And asking people to play for basically nothing is right. insane to right. me. And I'm, I'll die on this hill. Yeah. I will. I think it's crazy that it's always at the bottom and it never, it'll catch up 10 right. years from right. now. Right, right, right. People are like, can you believe we used to pay so little for shows? It's like, yeah, you were paying too little for shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were. We were fucking each other over and we're the ones in the music scene. I remember, like I said, going to Vino's. Buy a bus, go see Living Sacrifice. Yeah. But they could have a bus. Yeah. I the know. money translated yeah, I differently. Know. I know. You know, a five dollar show back then made sense because it was plentiful. Right. A five dollars was five dollars. Right. And gas was ninety eight cents, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, dude, we're not only getting to the next town, we made our bus payment, our drivers paid, we got right. all the catering. Like people forget that they're the back room was functional back then. Right. Remember it had that other door. Mm-hmm. So you could walk across street from the mm-hmm. van and go in the back and yep. come out and do the walk on. <laughs> See, you know, I remember that. These damn kids. They don't know nothing. <laughs> and they never will. That's the sad part. That door's all boarded up. It's sad back there. It's cold. Is There's it? no light. Yeah. It's so terrible. <laughs> There's a back door in the green room. And everyone was like, no. And I'm like, yes, I used to go through it. <laughs> yes, there is. I'm sure you followed bands through that sure, door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you go now and it's like, oh, there's a piece of plywood there. Sad. Yeah, it's very sad. I would actually like to bring that back. The side door. It just makes sense. <laughs> well, because it created a a come around and go around stage. The band's coming off stage through this door and you're coming on stage through this door. Right. Now you're both going through the same door and it right. is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I just <sighs> wish they'd pave their parking lot. 
Never. Amen. It ain't never happening. That's Burger Mart's been great. I've always thought it was like they can, just, they can just have some kind of benefit show. This is what we're doing with the money. These three <laughs> bands play. We had to do it with the stage. Yeah, you know, this is true. the stage, right? This uh-huh. is the original Vino really? stage. Yes. Was this the. See, here, here's another well, the, thing. This isn't the ZMZ stage. Okay. Yeah. This is the after the Vino, when Vino's came around. Did you, I mean, I don't know if that Living Sacrifice built. I think it was the second time they played Vino's. They built the stage and then they just left it. Left for the it. Day. That's yeah. probably the DMZ stage. Is it? So that fun fact is still there. Really? The bones, the skeleton of that mm-hmm. is still underneath the stage. We found it. We unearthed it like really? a freaking architect. Really? What is that shit called? Not architect. What when you dig up dinosaur Archeo- bones? Ar- like an archaeologist. We were working and I was like. Because, I mean, the front half was built by literal lunatics. They didn't, I don't know how the fuck anyone. I'm thinking, I'm thinking drum riser, not stage. Oh, drum riser. Drum riser, okay. yes. Living Sacrifice well, built the, the first drum riser. And left either way, the, the DMZ stage is still under there. We get right. to this, like, real construction. I was like, what is this? So we start pulling off the boards more. And I'm like, this is the frame. This is the original stage. Oh, my God. And we're, like, looking and. <clears throat> Yep. Tell me if you remember this. Remember, you'd come out the the green room, the back of behind the stage, and it would always stink right there at that staircase. Mm-hmm. It had like a pungent odor yeah. all the time. Yeah. There's a toilet under there. Is there really? There's a toilet hole. Just really? unclogged. Like, no, <laughs> nothing there. Once we dug it all up and I was sweeping trash away, there was some microphone stands somebody put over it at some point, and I like moved them out of the way. I was like, that's a toilet wow. flange. What? Wow. So that used to be a bathroom for some, yeah. whatever that building was, probably some textile plant. That's weird. That's very weird. <laughs> yeah. That whole building is just weird because I remember, like I said, I was there yesterday, and I remember seeing, like, <clears throat> before they had the microbrewery uh, and before those bathrooms were there, that whole wall was just it was just a wall. There was there was just walled off, and there was the bathroom was right before you walk in to the right. That were there was a bathroom there. It looked like a telephone booth. It was just like a it was literally a closet. It was just one bathroom for guys and girls. It's it, yeah. one toilet. If you had to go to the bathroom, you went in there and shut the door. Punk rock. And then there was a a payphone right around right on the other <laughs> side of the wall. I just I just. What's that noise? Uh, some it's like every, shit. <laughs> every time I go into Vino's now, I'm like, you know, I just, my mind goes to back then and how it used wow. to look. That's cool. But it basically, everything else is exactly the same. Yep. Which is Same which oven. Is crazy. Same, yeah. Same recipe. Same, uh, it's, like, it's one thing you got to hand it to him. The dude built a business that it is the most consistent. Business model works. It's never been different. No, it's, 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 yeah. It's the same menu, everything. The only thing they ever changed is the price. Change the price. Yeah, every. I mean, everything is exactly the same. Sound booth. I remember back Little in different. the day, yep. it was. It's been everywhere from the far right to the middle to where it is now on the left. Because the still, bar was in the middle there for a little bit, yeah, and yeah. the sound booth was much yeah. smaller. And then yeah. they built that other one later. I remember even a different mm. setup on the back mm-hmm. side. Yeah. But other than that, the stage was built. I guess sometime in the eighties, uh, the bigger one because mm-hmm. they had the smaller one when it was DMZ, but. And then this stage was That's the crazy. stage until 2019. That's crazy. That's and we really did cool. a rebuild the stage show, and the whole community showed up. Man, we raised all the That's money. Awesome. And then it even was enough to get the stage rebuilt. We painted it. They put uh, new cones on the PA hit speakers that were all blown up. And then uh, Henry like got mad because. 
Brian was there working on the speakers, and they were like, oh, he's like, did I pay for speakers or something? He's like, no. Those kids did this, blah, blah, shut up. And then Henry was like, oh, that's awesome, and went and bought monitors and new power amps. So 2019 to 2020, it was all brand new, Mm -hmm. and it was sick, and it's still all there, you know. Right. It's just, you know, going through the, the motions now. Right. Power amps, get, awesome. clean those, and blah, blah, blah. Got a new sound guy, Jackson. He's wonderful. That's Have awesome. you been to a show there in a while? I'm trying, I can't – honestly, I cannot remember the last physical show I went there to see. I, re- I wish I could remember. What's on every day's stuff you listen to is probably coming through town. Yeah, it's like – and it's weird because it's like – I guess I guess my age, it's like now – I just, you know, back in the day, I don't know how, you know, pre-internet and stuff, I don't know how you remember or heard of shows, you know, so-and-so's coming to, you know, it's like you would just know and you would show up and you, it's like now, like you said before, you have to, you have to, you have to hunt and figure out and, and, and look on a calendar and actively search who's coming to town. I used to call. Yeah, exactly. What's on the calendar? And they would just tell you, can I get a ticket to that? Yeah, they would sell tickets at the... It's, it's weird. It, I guess, like I said, I think it's maybe my age. It's like now. It's just I can't. I can't keep up with stuff. I can't prioritize. You know who's I coming to that. town, and it's just, it's a lot. It's, it's you just, turn on Facebook and you're just bombarded. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah. they're playing. Okay, oh, wait, that was last week. Wait, this is this. Week. Okay, who who? Okay, oh oh, you know, it's just I just I, unless it's a band that I really really know and love, right? So. But you got a family. It's different. It exactly. is different. exactly because we'll have the grandkid. You know, we, I, my wife and I, we live like just spur of the moment. You know, because you know, and it's just it's just okay if something's playing. If, if we have nothing going on, we know tomorrow, and then we'll look and see who's playing, and we'll go to a show or you know, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's just all. Oh, the Wiggles are in town. Uh, <laughs> God, Blippy. I used to tour with Living Sacrifice. <laughs> now I'm watching freaking Blippy at the Altel Arena. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. There's no way. I watched seven seconds of that and I was like, oh, well, no wonder. No wonder they all are insane now. That's like no, no, dude. No. Ugh, Coco Melon. That's my other grandkid. Coco Melon and Blippy. <coughs> we got to get that out of their faces. Mm. We got to put them back on something different. Mm. It's borderline creepy, man. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm right there with you. That's unhinged. I don't like it. And it's, that's even that's bad too, bro. That's not good it's for we, you. It's right? weird because I remember, you know, it's like Blip, at least they were educational. Blippy reminds me of a and like a modernized, not necessarily the same, but almost like a Pee Wee Herman kind of. I don't know if you know Pee Wee, but but oh, but, I, but I grew up with Pee Wee Herman. But but it's like but but Blippy, it's just Pee Wee's house. It's it, you know it's weird for me to sit there and say Blippy sound is freaky, but it's like if 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 I was in a you know if I was my age back back when you know. Pee Wee Herman was cool. I would probably think the same thing. This guy's weird. Wait a minute. Wait Wait a minute. What are we doing now? What's he trying to tell? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. It's the same thing made over and over again. Yeah, but yes, exactly. I agree. Now they've learned it. Yeah, yeah, but now they've, but they also learned with SpongeBob, like bright colors, neons, not bright, like neon colors. You know, they changed SpongeBob to garner more attention. Go look at the old episodes and the new ones. He's like highlighter freaking yellow now. Right. He I looks do. insane. <laughs> and they've changed him. He's all kid. They bubbled him up. The new stuff is not the not old stuff. It's, and then they're like, it's giving kids ADD. I had no shit. 
There's no through line in the whole thing. It's all like it's a different segment every five minutes. And that's all the show, the creepy. Creepy Kurt. It's creepy. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Bah humbug. Give me my where's my freaking thing? Let me stand on my soapbox. <laughs> we gotta kill the blippies. <laughs> wow. Well, you need another one? Take one more. I don't know what time I don't know what time it is. Oh shoot, we got thirty more minutes, man. We cranking. See, right, time flies by in here. Let's talk more living sacrifice. Let's do it. So you said you got into them ninety nine ish. Yeah, I would go with ninety nine. Did you uh, go back to their cat? Like a lot of times when I get into bands, I go back. I'll 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 get into a band at a certain time period, and then I kind of go back, and then come. So. Back. I don't, I'm not good at that. I'm very aloof in that way. I'm very from right now forward. And then I'll find the old stuff later. Or if somebody shows me, like there was a guy, do you remember Michael Moore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had that venue in the front line. Mm-hmm. So back then, he was a great asset to like a young person coming through. And most of the things I saw and listened to were because of his recommendations. Like you'd go to... Living Sacrifice didn't play there, but like say they were, and you'd be at the Living Sacrifice show, and you'd be like, oh my God, man, it's so sick. He had this booth of CDs. You'd be like, you like Living Sacrifice? He's like, yeah. And he'd go, uh, this one, this one, this one. And he's like, and they were like five bucks a piece. He's like, man, if you want, you know, if you buy these two, I'll give you this one. He was so cool. Right, right. And you'd be like, oh, that's awesome. And you would get those CDs and go home. Now I love this band, but I would never have like means to go to a back catalog. It's just what he was telling me. Mm-hmm. So if he didn't sell it to me, he was kind of like my go-to guy. Right. I saw so many shows there that I didn't realize who those bands were going to be because they were nobodies right. at the time. Yeah. So like with Sacrifice, it was very much like saw them live and the and the, the album that his nephew gave me, which was, uh, and what was the one before? freaking hammering process i'm so bad with this stuff reborn was before hammering process this is reborn okay so i knew that one and then hammering process was on its way already Mm -hmm. it was like the next year or maybe like right they might have been the same year it was right right in that same era i can't god i'm so bad with dates (laughs) but uh and i was like oh my god and then like i said so then it just starts to spiral out of control then you then I'm at the front line watching Beloved play. And turns out Me Without You was there, too. And I didn't even know that until right. like a week ago. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Uh, when Jeff came on, Bowie, Bowie. Right. Bowie? Bowie. Bowie. His last name. I just call him. Yeah, I say Jeff. Damn it, Jeff. I always say Bowie. But it's spelled like Bowie. He never corrects me. Yeah, I know it's Bowie. He says Bowie. And I'm like, well, that's not how we spell Bowie, though, is it? Because English. <laughs> Don't beat me up, Jeff, please. I know you know jujitsu. I don't want to die. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I kind of just stayed in that lane. And then shows were another huge one. So you got you had Juanitas, Vinos. We had a place called Blank Generations a little after that, you know, the front line. Right. So I just start going to shows, shows. And I'm seeing like in the early days, like Under Oath when they were death metal. Right. Dallas Taylor hanging off the ceiling. And you're just right. like, and every show you go to, you've never seen anything like this in your right, life. Right. 
These are the people that are taking the microphone and raking it across their foreheads. <laughs> and they're hanging from the rafters. Right. You know, they're bleeding and spitting on each other. Under Oath used to spit on each other for fun. <laughs> you know, they would just be walked by and you'd see them go, and just loogie to the head. Right. And it's like the most... Nastiest, coolest. Chaotic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you loved it. Yeah. Dallas would spit yeah. up in the air and then swat it at someone in the crowd, and they're like, Wah, you spit on me. It's like people come out and go, hey, motherfuckers. It's like, I am a motherfucker. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and so I just, I live very fast, and in that, I like a, I'm a very moment person, so I don't really... Backtrack, and then sometimes, yes, I have been doing that, but a lot of those bands I caught on my side at the beginning. It's like I saw Norma Jean with right. with Josh right. right, on the one tour he did right before he quit. Mm-hmm. Like I saw all mm-hmm. those bands. I saw Death Metal Under Oath. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, so Living Sacrifice was my catalyst into it, but it was all ships sailing after that. Right. So, you know, and I only got to see them a handful of times because they were broken up almost yeah, right after which that. Which is crazy. Yeah, this which is wild. Crazy. And again, I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even realize that that was the case. Right. Then originally, then you go and you're like, yeah, what, where, where are they? What, what are they doing? Where they should be due for another And record. I have like direct access. I could just yeah. hit up Drew and be like, yo, right. what's up? Right. And he would have told me, but right. he's just, I just didn't think about it. <laughs> so that's really, I got in right at the beginning of all that. You know, when the when Solid State started going like this, mm-hmm. when they started signing all your bands, mm-hmm. then you paying attention. Then you're getting in on the bottom floor for bands like you know, Zayo, uh, Haste the Day, Beloved. Mm-hmm. I saw Beloved in a room with me without you in front of 15 people. Nobody knew who any of these bands were because mm-hmm. Michael knew who they were because he had his finger directly on the pulse of all that stuff. Right. And then the very next time you see him, it's at a sold-out show. Vino's packed to the rafters. It was like that for so many of the bands coming up, which I'm sure you had the same. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about that time period, I feel like was very crucial to those bands. Because for some reason, with Living Sacrifice, you know, since day one, they were categorized, you know, as Christian metal, and that was the category that they were put in. Yeah, and it's like other, you know, and you know, Bruce would always describe it to me. He's like, "We're not a Christian metal band. We're a metal band with Christian beliefs," which makes perfect sense to me. It's right. just they're sure. just we're playing metal music, and just so happens we are Christians, you know, and, and their subject matters. That's what we think is cool, and it, it is cool, you know. And other bands that were like them, who would normally be categorized as Christian metal at that time period, were just being seen as metal bands. And, yes, and that was. The, and I feel, and I feel like it, it happened right around that time. You know, is why I feel like Living Sacrifice never was able to get the right shot. Yep. You know, because they the, were labeled, and I feel like at that time period, that's like I was telling you before. Yeah. I feel like they were this close to being. They were so close. They were so close because I think people were finally catching up with them, thinking, "Oh, oh, Living Sacrifice, yeah, they I are mean, an awesome I, band." And, I said five years, but I bet it was two years off the mark. I bet it was because I'm sitting here thinking, yeah. listening to you say that, and it's like, oh yeah, because they were the metal Christian band where Christians went. That's not Christian. That's the devil. Right. And then my generation came in, and we went. We ain't fucking with none of that. Right. That's right. awesome. Yeah. 
that's what we want because right. that's where we're at in our life's journey. And then we get the Andros, the Norma Jean, which they were right. the inspiration for all. Uh, fucking right. Right. Corey from Norma Jean was in Living Sacrifice. Right, exactly. It's exactly. like, as a guitarist, so it's like, they were already melded into it. It's just, they just ended right at the fucking, because you think about that, like I saw Under Oath and Juanita's with a handful of people, but they were death metal. Just three, four years later, they're on Warp Tour. Mm -hmm. They're Under Oath. Chasing Safety's about to drop and just catapult them into freaking gold records. <laughs> and it's a completely different time. Now, People are paying good money to go and watch whole festivals of that kind of music. Right, right, right. Literally one year, yeah, two years. Yeah. They they really were like one to two years right. off. The like Had they hammering process followed them to that pop and then drop another banger right after mm -hmm. that, they probably uh, easily would have been like a Ozfest band. Yeah, for right. sure. Like I said, tour. and maybe a smaller, you know, but they would. I feel like they would have caught enough buzz to just. Explode, you know. Explode See, and in open. my mind, they were. So, yeah, like because I, I didn't know. Totally then. agree. Totally. You know, agree. I had just gotten yeah. into it. I didn't know the ins and outs of all that right. stuff yet. Totally agree. Looking back, you know. Yeah. And then you put all the pieces together, but oh my God, it was like right there. Right. They were. Right I, I was. There. I was always amazed that they they weren't bigger. But like I said, that time period in which they broke up, if they would have just stuck it out for a few more years, I feel like it would have snowballed, and it would have, you know, again. That time period is right when, like you said, yeah. you know, labels don't matter anymore. If it's heavy, if it's good, that's right. what I want to list. Lately, you know, back right. then, it would there for some reason there was a stigma. There was everything had to have a a label and a stigma yes. of this is what this band is about. And for some reason, that you know, it was either going to help you or hurt you that's or your make tooth people and nail your solid state. Yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, which is still fine. I mean, there are reasons to have a label still, sorta. Uh, but if you pop on your own, there's absolutely no reason right. to have it, you know. Right. Right. But that's just times changing. But yeah, it is. It, but it's cool that they get to have this illustrious, like, legendary career now. Right. Like now, you go watch Living Sacrifice for a different reason. Right. You're just like, dude, hell yeah. And I think, and those dudes are happy. They seem. They seem very. They. they it's, I. I don't think any of those guys are look back at their career and go like, man, we. Man, we you know, blah, you know, I, I, they are happy where they're at. They're happy with absolutely. They're happy with what they're doing. They're happy with their families. They're happy with what they left behind legacy wise. I mean, the band is still together. You know, they just they just have, played Furnace Fest. Yeah, me and Kurt were filming it uh, for them. It was fantastic. Right, we had a freaking blast. Well, I mean, that whole fest was a blast. But don't get me wrong. But right. like being able to like be the guys capturing the moments. It's right. like, dude, and imagine they would have played here when they were yeah. teenagers yeah. or not them. Cause right. they're a little older, but right. you know, but all those years ago. And then to be like this, like, I mean, that's so full circle. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. That, that, that is, like I said, you know, it, and me doing like their documentary, thinking back to like, you know, when I've, you know, first met them and stuff and, and what my aspirations were of what I thought was going to happen, what, you know, right. And then, you know, like you said, come in full circle. And it's like, I feel to me and my personal, it is like it, it, doing that documentary was more of, of a gift to them and say, here, man, I put this together for you guys to celebrate and, and enjoy 
a look back at what your career was and yeah. how awesome everything was and thank you for the music thank you for being my buddies thank you for being my friends you know and you know let's all you know appreciate what y'all did and all that stuff yeah, absolutely that, that that's what it meant to me doing that how was it reeling through all that old footage did you digitize oh, it first it was, or were you like stacks awesome. of vcrs awesome. like yeah i i had uh tapes a lot of the tapes that i i shot a all the Vino shows I used to shoot back then. Every yeah. time I play Vino's, I have that. You know, DJ is a is a pack rat. He saves <laughs> everything. If you, I mean, he to me he was the biggest godsend because anytime you do a documentary, the hardest stuff to really track down are stuff that's prior to it, like you know, in this case, right. bands. Yes. Prior to them being famous or people know who they were. When they like were the, just a garage band. That's yeah. the hardest shit to find. Absolutely. You know? But DJ, you know, I mean, DJ had, he had this cassette and he gave to me and it had, anytime anyone called him on his voice, you know, he had a, a answer machine. Anytime anyone call on his answer machine, he, he would, if it was LS related, he would dump it to another tape. So he has this cassette tape of all these conversations he had with, you know, whether it was other bands or Kirk Bachman for Believer or, you know, the fact that he had Doug Mann, the president of REX, who signed them first. You know, he's got the phone call. And I have it in the documentary. He's got the phone call that Doug called and said, hey, you know, this is Doug Mann, REX Music. We're interested in working with you guys and give me a call and all this and he's got that, you know, and, and like that's that like freaking that's amazing. like that's like history, and it's like you know I use in the documentary, but it's, but it's like he's got all that stuff, and and like the 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 drawings of him and Lance coming up with a logo for Living Sacrifice on notebook paper, all the little, it's just it's just you know he he kept all that stuff, so it's like Man. when I was doing the documentary. He just gave me this big box, and I just sifted through all this shit and like original like lyrics to like. Um, all these old songs and 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 it, it's just crazy, you know. All the liner notes for this and and the original artwork for this and you know it's just. And then, like I said, he gave me a stacks and stacks of videotapes, in which a lot of them were so old. He mm. gave he would give them to me. I look at them before I put them in the VCR. You remember what VHS oh, looked like? You can see the tape. Yep. And there was like mold inside the thing, oh, you know. No. So I'd, I'd I would put it in there and just you know go like this and hit Pretty play. God, it doesn't eat it. Half the time, <coughs> it, it was so moldy it would clog up the uh, the, heads the heads on the and I would eject it. I have to clean it clean out. Heads. Oh. Put a mark on that tape. Do not put that one back in and put another tape in. Thankfully, is there no way to? Like, is there no way to like restore? I'm sure it's an insane. There process. probably yeah. is, but I'm not that technical stuff because it's a like. You know, Get a VCR and like wrap felt pads around the head, the playheads. <laughs> I, I try. I tried to like you know, re, like depending on where the tape was, I would rewind it and get to the end and fast. I was thinking I was cleaning it off. Then I, you know, I tried so much shit. But also, know. does it blow your mind that a VCR works? Yeah. It's just magnet. Yeah, it's just magnets and yeah. lines, and yeah. then it makes an image on a thing. Uh, it's yeah, it's sorcery. It's sorcery. But all that, it was awesome going through all that stuff, man. Because I bet it was. Man. It puts you right back to a time period in which. You and know, you're really digging too, so you're like watching I'm whole digging. tapes, I'm, yeah, watching like, re- re- for moments. Like they would set up a a, visa, a camera a camcorder on a tripod and just record themselves rehearsing, like in 1989. It's God. like it's like okay, you know, it's like 
Those yeah. are the days. Now you just prop your phone up in the corner of a room. I know, I know, exactly. Man, I got like 37 but riffs it's the on fact here. That I don't even keep up a, with it. It's <laughs> the fact that they had a video camcorder in 1989, and they were just, you know, using it willy-nilly. And, you know, <laughs> just in a garage, man. Just in a garage. Just, they don't just, even know what they're doing yet. They don't know what's on the awaiting for them. That's so sick. Yeah. And the cool, the, like, I would come across, like, you know, after DJ left, and before they even really wrote, they probably wrote maybe two songs for Reborn. You know, they did a couple shows. Like, I remember the first show they did was, without DJ, was uh, Vino's November of 95, I think it was. So they had, I think they had two songs from Reborn, from Reborn written. All the rest were just, you know, what I categorized as DJ songs but is so it was the first time you know I was at that show but I again it's weird when you're 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 at that pl- you know yeah I was at that show but all the um the important things I should have been paying attention to were just flying over my head like the fact that <laughs> always yeah, like yeah. Bruce is singing you know songs that I heard the DJ song mm-hmm. for the last three years and, and it's like it's cool you know I I didn't appreciate it at the time I was just like oh he's just singing that song, you know, but then watching it, here it is, you know, how many years later that was, you know, I'm watching that v- that show and I'm like, holy shit, that, you know, Bruce is singing, you know, one of yep. my favorite early songs is a song called Violence. I was like, Bruce is singing Violence. I've, you know, that's probably like the only time I've heard him sing it, you know, I don't yeah, know it's, yeah. just, it's just weird coming across stuff like that. Oh, when singers know. change up, it's the wildest thing. Yeah. And you alienate so many people. And it's weird how <laughs> his voice was, wasn't, his voice was not exactly how it was, you know, how it, what it morphed into. So that was right. another thing is hearing his earlier ways of singing. I think it's crazy. His age, he can still do that. Oh, I know. I know. Because it still sounds like Bruce Fitzhugh, Living right. Sacrifice. And I'm like, how did you not blow, blow this out, yeah. just completely mm-hmm. out? Because it's such a rough style of vocal, right. too. And he's singing with his whole chest, mm-hmm. screaming. And he's playing the freaking guitar the whole time. Yeah, we saw him, and I was just like, I mean, this is crazy. It just sounds like a Living Sacrifice show. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all gray-headed now. <laughs> they are all gray-headed. Yeah, it's very weird, very weird. One of the, like, um, when I asked you that question about, you know, when you heard about them and when you got into them, and then you said you don't like to listen back to their earlier it's stuff. It's just something I don't do, really. A funny story. Matt Putnam was telling me this story, you know, before he was in the band, when they it was before Reborn came out, I'm talking like maybe two years before Reborn came yeah. out. They were playing a show, in f- wherever they're from, Fort Smith, and he hadn't heard of the band, but his friends had, and they were and Living Sacrifice was playing a show uh, at a club there, and their friends were telling him, "Yeah, we, we got to go check this show out. This band is so cool." Blah blah blah. So the way Matt tells it is, you know, he went to the show with his buddies. Living Sacrifice played basically, you know all reborn stuff. But like I said, it wasn't out yet. You yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah. but he said the show was phenomenal. It, was, it blew him away. This, this the music was so awe inspiring. It was just awesome. He said it was just such an awesome show. He said after the show, he went to their merch booth cause he wanted to buy, you know, a recording of, you know, whatever, whatever you guys got, I want to buy, you know, Absolutely. but the only CD they had on their merch booth was, uh, the last album they did with, which was inhabit with DJ, which is totally not, I don't know if you've ever heard that album. It's totally not reborn. It's totally it's it's so death metal and so I mean vocally right. it's just 
you know, and the music is just so just blast I've never beats. Heard parts from it, yeah. I mean, it's it's so 180 from from Reborn. But in in Matt's mind, he's like, you know, I just saw them play this awesome music. Oh, I want to pick up that yes. CD. That's the CD that's you know got this music on. But the way he tells the story, he's like, you know, we get in the car to drive home and. I'm all excited. I put the CD in my car, and we're driving. <laughs> he said, after about two minutes, I'm like, this isn't what I heard tonight. You know, what? what is the? You know, he's like, he said, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what he heard. Right. I just thought that was a funny story of, yeah. like you said, when bands get new singers or they change their styles and stuff. It's you know, Oh, man, it hurts. I remember the first time I saw Under Oath with Spencer. I saw him with Dallas. I saw him mm-hmm. with Loyalist. Right. And I'm at Vino's, and I'm like, this motherfucker is not Dallas Taylor. Why are you singing his songs? You stink. Right. I don't like you. Right. Flash forward, you know, I'm like, I fucking love Hunter Oath, dude. <laughs> but it's like, it is weird. It definitely, you have to question stuff, and you're like, because that is what you're attached to. You think it's the music, and sometimes it is, right. but, the you know, if you're attaching yourself to, like, a meaning or a purpose, especially when you're that age, yeah, everything I think the age has a lot to do with it. You're emotions are all over the place right, puberty's right. a bastard you're right. just like you're, the world is coming at you right. like this yeah and it's like i don't well, i don't why <laughs> why did you change on me <laughs> i need this but then like i said you look you you know as age progresses you you, you yeah but looking back now i'm like oh i love it all because we got we got mailing and the sons of disaster out of that right and i love that band right. and like and then they've gone on and done other stuff right it's, it's all good yeah just yeah. you know it's, it's weird in the moment or you know, now I wouldn't give half a shit. It's like, whatever, dude, is he good? <laughs> you, it, you've reached that age where it's just like, is it good? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm it's it's weird to think back to those time periods of what you thought was important and what you thought was meaningful as far as music. And, and it's like, you know, or it, and you'd like to think that you're more open minded than maybe than you really are. But then you look back at that time period you're like, Jesus, Christ, I was so fucking that's pretty staunchy. I was, you know. Spe- you know, especially with that genre of music, I feel like fans are kind of somewhat closed-minded. Uh, they you know? get a little <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, there's some. I've always been a multi-genre person. Right. You know, I grew up on country music, yeah. and yeah. then my dad was classic rock, and right. You know, then then you find, and then I found, uh, you know, hip hop, which turned into gangster rap, right, on my own because of where I lived, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Then I'm listening to like. Your grandma gets in the car and she puts on some old crooner doo-wop mm-hmm. shit. And you're like, oh, this is cool, too. Yeah, you know it all. But yeah. I just, like, I kind of do do this thing where it's, like, the band I find of a genre that does that thing the best, I'll just, that's the one. I'll just right. do that. Yeah. Like, I don't need to listen to 13 new metal bands. Corn right. exists. Just right. give me that. Right. You know? It's perfect. They invented it anyway. Right. Uh, just give me that one band. Right. So that that's kind of a bad way to do it because right. I really do probably miss out on finding new music mm-hmm. but you know I just listen I, I like I like listening to my friends bands nowadays right. I'm not really interested in what the mainstream has to offer right. yeah I, I I mean it's sad I, I, I can't tell I again I don't know if it's my age or it's just well you if you know. ever wanted to feel young again there's a young band right there you see that it's called Zashed right. you find a show they're playing on you come spend your 10 bucks They'll make you feel like you're 15 again. Okay, good. They're, they are the real deal. Do they sound anything like Machine Gun Kelly? No, they do not. As a matter of fact, I think they'd beat up Machine Gun Kelly. 
They're great kids. They're wonderful. They they their music is just it's on a whole different they're awesome. on a different shit. Awesome. They're on that thing where you're like, whatever it is, if you get found by the right person, that's all you that's all they're waiting on. They right. don't need all the BS. They just need the right person to go. Yes. Right. That's it. That's awesome. They're phenomenal. And they are playing pretty regularly. I would I told Bruce the same thing. If you if you want to see a band that'll show you what Arkansas's doing right now, that's where, one where of the they, top ones. Where are they out of? Cersei. Cersei. <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah they rule dude they're they're probably they're up there and they're in my top three favorite that's awesome right now they just they hit all the right notes they rule awesome yes that's the incredible thing about you know um just new i mean i, I don't i don't know what i'm trying to say here but i i I guess because my age and not paying attention to music, it's it's hard for me to like you said. I would I would never know that. Right. I, you know I don't go to shows anymore like I sh- you know, used to. It's like so normally when you go to shows, you would see a band open up for another band, right? And, and you would oh I've never seen them, but and then you would see like members of other bands there, and then yep. like a week later you would see those guys playing a show. Oh, <laughs> they're in a band. Oh, I remember that. You know, and that's kind of how it goes. And it's like now with I would have not have known that right. about them if you wouldn't have said anything. You yeah, know? but that's because of my age, because of you know. But I, and again, I don't know if that's. I don't. I have no clue what the scene is. And like. And also, every one of these bands is a local band on here, and they're all badass. So like, we have an insane amount of. Te- you come to a show now, and well, I know Wake. Well, of course, yeah, everybody knows <laughs> Wake, <laughs> but you know, like Moonmaine, for example, right. they're traditional punk. They don't give a half a shit about nothing. They're the, they really have that that early era just fuck it in them, and and they do. It's phenomenal. I love Moonmaid. They're one of my favorites. All these bands are some of my favorites. Dude, Mammoth Caravan is like this passion project of these two dudes, and they. I don't know how they. Do, I don't know how they do it, Kurt. They just somehow keep going more and more and more. Their merch game is. On top, right. I mean, top tier merch game. They make their own pedals, their own guitar pedals, and they sell out. Oh, it's amazing. That's the awesome. Show, they're releasing their own hot sauce. Yeah, they're doing hot sauces the next <laughs> round, and they're a doom metal band. And 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 that's and this the awesome thing to me is that that's what you know if that's what you mean, maybe twenty years ago that might have sound outlandish, but right. like that, I mean, that's what you ha- I mean, not have to do, but I feel like if. They're not doing it because they're like, hey, we're going to make a million dollars off of selling it, hot sauce. They're no. just saying this is a great way of just yes. fucking getting our, our name out there. I know? think there's no such thing as wrong promotion or right. bad promotion right. anymore. Right. Bad news makes you famous just as good as good news. Right. Just take it, run into it, and do it. Right. I can't yeah. remember the name of the uh, – Amir, is that the name of the band? Yeah. Oh, God. I saw them at Vino's. I can't remember how many years ago, and I – the thing that caught my eye is their merch table. They had all these shirts. They do have wild ass merch. I bought table. one. Yeah. It was. It had. It's basically the Beastie Boys on the front. So yeah. It's slow and low, and it just has the Amir logo on it. I was like, "Fuck, that is awesome!" awesome. You know. Yeah. And they had one that um, 
it was a bass. It was like a, a bass beer or something like that. And it just had their logo. <laughs> I was just like, they didn't have my size. Or I would have bought it, but it was just like they're they're. I remember it's they just had, like this. Better lovers. This yeah. is a loves gas station. Logo. Ex- exactly. Yeah. It's just they had all these shirts. And I'm like. I know they didn't get permission to use that. Oh, hell no. But but, but that's why I wanted to buy that shirt because it's so freaking, you know, awesome. That's like like Second Life. Niantic's coming for them at some some point in their life, dude. They use Pokemon for like every shirt. And it's it's brilliant. Yeah. There's one, it's like, is it Psyduck holding a gat? Just like, it's like holding a gun. It's like, dude. And they were kind of ahead of their time. Didn't a game just drop where it's like Pokemon but with guns? There you go. Power World? Is it really? Well, let me tell this last story. Wake, uh, do it. Um, I did a documentary with the singer. Me and him did a documentary called Slow Southern Steel. CT? Yeah, CT. Yeah. About underground Southern metal music. What a sick name. Yeah. Slow Southern <laughs> so Steel. Slow Steel. I'm just, I just mentioned that because I saw the shirt or whatever. I just, you know, it's on uh, YouTube. I'm make that a Shinfo song. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a southern metal band, but it's the party version. There's like the real life southern metal, and then there's the party southern metal. Right, yeah, we do this, the this, we was, do, this yeah. was the real life southern metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Pantera, fucking serious, band rip like solos down. We're over here like, how many PBRs can you drink? <laughs> Titties, <laughs> like awesome. They're awesome. They are awesome. Mm-hmm. Southern metal is. Probably my favorite. Yeah, it's just it's just oh. like in my DNA. I love it so much. All the bouncy riffs and stuff. Woohoo! That was more. That was more like sludgy. Yeah, sludgy southern metal. The sludge southern yeah, metal, yeah, which was. Awesome. All right, we did it. All right, Hank my Tim. man. Is there any place people can find these documentaries? Is this a is, is this slow accessible? southern steel is on YouTube? CT put that up years ago because cool. we didn't know what we were doing at the time so legally we're like whatever <laughs> let's let's just just throw it out there you know it's a really awesome documentary um following the southern sludge metal and stuff it's really right. really cool the sacrifice one you know i'm at a point now where i'm like just throw it up on youtube but bruce yeah. bruce still thinks there's some way we can put it up on some sort of streaming blah 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 you know the, the thing there is publishing even in the weird which the weird thing mm-hmm. is you know you know they don't physically own the publishing rights to their songs so they right. do for the first three albums i think dj said but everything else they don't own so he he's trying to you know it licensing problem licensing yeah, yeah. problem which you know <coughs> we could throw it up on youtube and i'm sure it'd be fine but they'll just take your money yeah they'll exactly. just demonetize yeah. it so he so he was like he'll I think he's still, we're still trying to, I'm personally holding out for us redoing the, doing the, uh, the reunion show premiere and all that stuff. But that would be sick. I don't think that will happen. I mean, just do it at the, do it at the theater, man. Rent the theater out and just play like as the videos go and do something cool and unique. That was my, like when I came up with that idea for the documentary, <coughs> I called Bruce and I was like, this is my idea. I want to do a documentary I want to premiere it when it's finished, but I want you guys to play a reunion show, and and that that was the whole idea, you know. And, it's a great idea, and we made and we and we were this close. Yeah, we, we the fact that it was Stupid almost there, it, it 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 that was. Oh my god! Was, you, you had you no were idea. Literally, you were you literally had, on the calm. The down. LS the LS camp was so <laughs> like 
like glowing. They were, it was, everyone was just so excited about that. And like I said, to have the carpet ripped out from under literally, you, yeah, it was, it was bad. But. Well, dude, this coffin stuff is for the birds. I would love to sit out and continue to drink uh, four beers. We gotta be adults. All right, everybody. Crash Cast Pod, Twitter Crash Cast Pod One. Check out our Patreon. Please support us. It's how we buy Miller Lights for David. <laughs> I thank you. <coughs> I thank you. Thank you, Patreon. I love you. Please, please, please don't ever stop. Um, Do you recycle? Uh, no, we, we, we should. Uh, uh, all that, and thank you for listening. Peace. I think it's an amazing thing. I mean, we're, we're not too far behind them, you know, as a band. But, you know, when you can be together that long and continue to make music that you love, I mean, that, that's a blessing, you know, and you do it for the right reasons. And Living Sacrifice has always been, um, you know, they've been one of those bands. Just, for me, it was for them, you know, watching them was kind of like a, uh, just a, a pioneering of a, of a certain metal sound that I dug, you know, I wasn't really into all the, Maiden and all the kind of the glamour of metal and stuff like that, you know, but, you know, when I heard Living Sacrifice, I was like, okay, cool, this is what I picture metal, you know, this is, this is what's up. It's got balls, it's tough, it's like these guys are rocking, and not only that, they were grooving, which, which I really dug, and, um, and, you know, again, I think they're one of the most, um, you know, underrated bands, you know, to play, it's just one of those things. Um, and to be around and to see them keep putting out records from time to time, obviously they're doing it for the right reasons and it's, you know, it's commendable. It wasn't until like, uh, we, we, we started doing shows with, uh, with you know, bands like Malevolent Creation or Cannibal Corpse. When we started touring with some of those bands in that scene, that's definitely when we got backlash. And I remember when uh, Bruce told me that the label was putting them out with Malevolent, and I was like, Malevolent from Florida, Malevolent? Or is there another Christian band called Benevolent Creation or something? No, it's Malevolent. I was like, Do you have you listened to these guys? And I, I remember I actually gave them a tape and being living sacrifice, they loved it. They were going, these guys are bad, you know? I was like, yeah. And, I think to this day they still say that was one of the funnest tours they've ever been on. On tour with Malevolent Creation, got great respect from the band, good camaraderie, had a great time on the tour. Sometimes the audience weren't so welcoming. There was a show that we did, guy actually was standing behind Lance telling him he was going to cut him and kill him after we got off stage. There was a guy while I was playing, he, he got up on the back of the stage somehow and he was like breathing down my neck saying you know, like he was ready to fight or stab me or something because I'm a Christian and this and that. You know, I, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to grab my, my hi-hat stand and just wail on this dude because I think he's going to stick me in the back while I'm playing. And uh, Alex, the drummer from Malevolent, he didn't grab the guy but he, he, but he pretty much came back and, and, and told him you know, like lay off this dude or, you know, or I'll, you know, I'll kill you.
first actual living sacrifice show was in front of a bunch of nurses, RNs, at St. Vincent's. Oh, it'll be good to have you band come and play for the nurses because we're doing this whole seminar on youth and music and whatever. I would like for us to give them a very warm welcome to the band, The Living Sacrifice. Dude, it was like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. I guess on a weekday, I think we had to skip school or something. I, I, I don't remember. This is 8 a.m., 8.30 in the morning. We have the drums set up, Mesa Boogie amps, vocals, everything running through their PA, and we play progressive change in front of all these nurses. That was weird because if you've ever saw us live, we stood perfectly still and with our heads down and just played the song. I don't know if anybody in the crowd was under 30 or 40, or 50, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they were just like. understand our lyrics obviously they couldn't understand the music but they saw all this hair flying around these kids really excited about playing this song about the next 30 minutes all we did was take questions about the song lyrics and why we wanted this music and why our hair was long and you know they were just very intrigued well, I think DJ read them some of the lyrics and told them we we're like we're Christians and we believe in God and 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 the lyrics are actually encouraging and positive and stuff, they, they were like, hey, this is all right. Like, hey, play that song again. They want us to play it again. You want to hear the same one over? Yeah. One lady had a request. She's like, well, can they play it again? You know, which was shocking to us. You want to hear this again? Really? All right. And they were all excited. They were like, yeah, play it again. And we're, all right, we'll play it again, nurses. <laughs> The album Reborn came out. Uh, Brandon from Tooth and Nail flew us out immediately out to LA to do this video. He had this guy up and coming, new LA director, producer, supposed to be the next big thing. He, we end up finding ourselves inside this guy's garage where he's saying stand on one spot with one camera. And uh, he did have some cool live footage, which made the video. But basically they just told us where to stand, and then uh, a month later we get in the mail this video, and we're all like, what the heck is this crap? <laughs> and uh, we didn't know whether to laugh or cry or what at it, but, uh, but anyway, to this day you can YouTube that bad boy. <laughs> Oh, we were like, what the heck? Like the very first time we showed the uh, video to, we had already seen it a couple of times, then we showed it to friends and they immediately started laughing. Like, like and that's not the response you want from a hard rock video. 
when I first heard about Living Sacrifice, I'm thinking it was about, it was in high school probably. Um, some friends of mine were real into like the big Christian uh, music rock scene, and they knew that I was listening to, you know, heavy stuff. And they wanted to, uh, they were really into Living Sacrifice. I know they were getting ready to go up to a festival. I forget the name of the, was it Cornerstone perhaps? I think it was Cornerstone. And uh, they were asking me to go up there, hang out, make it a weekend of the, uh, the event, and gave me a cassette of Living Sacrifice. You know, I remember the, what the cover looked like. I had the logo on the front of it, and it was like a gray and a black kind of vibe to it. Non-existent, that's the one. Yeah, and uh, put that in. I was like, good Lord, this is, you know, Slayer with a positive message pretty much at that point. It was the first time I'd heard anybody doing like the, the low rhythmic with the high accent guitar, like dun 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 And that was the first time I've ever heard that was on that tape. And that sound kind of progressed over the years and, and became what I think is Living Sacrifice's trademark is those incredible rhythms and you know just use of, of, of low end with the, the weird high end stuff on the guitar. It had that element of you know that, that almost tribal kind of rhythm. And it was like they focused on that, moved into that. And I think for me, my favorite Living Sacrifice album is The Hammering Process. That's the one that's got, I mean, just every song incredible rhythms, uh, just good quality songwriting. That one for me was uh, pretty much like their master of puppets, I guess. I mean, you've always got your Injustice for Alls and you know, your Ride the Lightnings, but the hammering process was, was their master of puppets for me. I used to call Bruce the Brad Pitt of metal because when he was younger, I kind of thought he looked like Brad Pitt. And uh, but he was very serious when I first met him. I used to joke around with him a lot. You're the Brad Pitt of metal, you know, and he'd be kind of a little stoic, like he wouldn't really laugh. <laughs> um, and I was like, ah, oh, he's going might be a little bit of a hard nut to crack. But they're a very serious band and very, very talented and very good at their craft. And that's what I always appreciated, appreciated about them is their, their level of professionalism compared to maybe some of the younger, like hardcore bands that I was signing that, that were all 18 years old and kind of just spazzes and super immature. Um, they, were, they were like very mature for their age and where they were at. And they were very serious. I mean, to sign them, I, you know, a lot of these bands, I would just say, hey, do you want to sign up for a couple albums, two or three albums? And they would be like, yeah, no problem. And, you know, it would go pretty quickly. But with Living Sacrifice, I really, really had to convince them. Like, it wasn't like, hey, you guys want to be on To The Nail? And they're like, yeah, no problem. You know, let's do this. It wasn't like that at all. I had to call Bruce several times. I remember once driving down to Oregon, I talked to him for over two hours on the phone driving getting the vision for the band, what his expectations are, what my expectations were, um, negotiating the contract, things like that. So they were definitely um, a serious band that had already been on another label. In fact, I think at the time they were, besides me reissuing the Crucified albums from Narrow Path Records, which was different because I bought those records from Narrow Path, I believe Living Sacrifice may have been the very first band I ever signed that had been on another record label at the time. Every other artist before that were brand new artists that you had never heard of. So he had been on another label and he wanted, you know, he had higher expectations the second time around from the first time around. 
And so because of that, I think that he was um, cautious and, you know, very serious. And we got one, I would argue, Reborn is one of my top 10 favorite tooth and nail releases of all time. And it was definitely worth trying to get them to sign with us, in my opinion, so. Never, that was, oh yeah, they were a good Christian band. It was just like, those guys, those guys kicked ass. You know what I mean? That's just the truth. Living Sacrifice music for me is soothing to my metal soul, but I also know that it brings the brutality and it brings just the viciousness of quality. Again, it comes down to that heavy tribal kind of rhythm, syncopation and whatnot. Just heavy, man. They're absolutely the ultimate definition of what that stuff is. It is spirit-driven. It is brutal as hell. The music was incredible. The music was something like this shouldn't even be coming out of Little Rock. They weren't throwing Bibles or crosses out. They were rocking out. So much of my life revolved around Christian metal, and really it's traced back to Living Sacrifice. The first time I ever heard Living Sacrifice was actually a CD that I stole from a Christian record store. <laughs> I didn't know that they were a Christian band, and as a matter of fact, when I saw the cover, my first thought was, these are like some hardcore guys living sacrifice. Are they sacrificing a goat on stage? You know, what's going on here? I didn't know. A lot of these bands try to stand behind their own beliefs, but they're in a sea of all this metal. And I know Living Sacrifice, they had to deal with that. They had to be out there by themselves, they didn't have this camaraderie of a bunch of other bands that got respect. I couldn't believe a band was doing that kind of stuff around, because um, it sounded like what we listened to. When I found out those dudes were Christians, I was like, what? <laughs> if there's one way to, you know, really turn some people off, it's to just, you know, scream about Jesus. <laughs> They were forging a new path, uh, you know, for heavy music. I think they were trendsetters uh, in, a, in a huge way. Just sends us to another level. Uh, new fans, new groups, even though we had all the old ones with us, this really brought in a new hardcore type of hardcore fan. Our music was intense and it was high throttled. And there's times where I worried about people getting injured, you know, because it got rowdy. Yeah, because we were just writing and we weren't trying to please anybody. We were just trying to incorporate everything that we grew up with and just, just put it in there. Just the different ideas that kind of came out of us all. That was a, a really interesting time of writing for us. It wasn't like, hey, we had a band, we did a couple of demos, an album, whatever, and then that's it. No, these guys kept going. I wanted them to keep going. The fact that they did keep going just made me so proud. Of rock, of death, 